ridiculous. You're going to hate this. Okay, let's All do right. this. Um, it, it's coming down in three, okay. two. I'm pointing the finger at you. Hey. This episode of Geek Out Loud, we make vague generalizations and references to movies and TV, TV shows you might have seen. We ate too much, and they're both out 35 bucks, and we still don't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We do still, however, love the Muppets. All this on your safe place to geek out. This is the Media Junkyard Podcast. What? Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. You're that was sin- my line. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to do everything. I was going for it. You ruined it all. <laughs> Are those guys still around? Do they still do their thing? The who? The the media junkyard guys. I don't think they died. I mean, I don't. I mean, or do they still podcast? Well, you know, they they're the ones that they always said they were quitting, and then they kept coming back. Oh wait, that's us. Wait a second. That's. <laughs> I, well, we started that trend, sir. And I'm Derek. <laughs> this is your safe place to geek out. It's episode 80. It's, it, gosh, five years, four years, in the five years in the making. Uh, we finally made it to episode 80. We're here. <clears throat> 20, episodes, We're here. 20 episodes to go to the big number 100. My name's Steve, and along with me, as always, my podcasting partner for life and dear friend, Derek Russell. Who uh, for we're the eighty? So it's time to go to the nursing home. We're, we're Statler and War- Waldorf. We're officially Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> I wonder what they would say about this show. Oh, they'd have so much to say, and none of it would be friendly or or or, or heartwarming <laughs> at all. Um, no. Speak, speaking of Statler and Waldorf, real quick, just out of the gate, Muppets Most Wanted trailer hit in the past couple of weeks. It's Steven. I'm a fan. Okay, you you started to break up again. You got through the intro fine, but now Skype has you started to break up. Nope. Now Skype has decided that it no longer wants to be my friend. I think it's. I think it was what we said against Statler and Waldorf. Oh, they're wow. They're really good for old (laughs) for old guys. They're really good with technology. Um, well, let's take away the only way they can record. I was, <laughs> um, I was really, I was the the trailer kind of caught me off guard because the the whole idea of the Muppets Most Wanted and they really kind of focus on the whole British aspect and the little teaser, the first teaser they yeah. put out, and so I was kind of expecting like a almost a great Muppet Caper remake, but it's none of that. 
No, it's a caper, but it's, it's a uh, caper, but it's not the great Muppet caper. It's um, it's a swaparoo. It's a switcheroo. It's an identity switch thing. It is, and, but not a body switch because <clears throat> that would be weird. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's not a Freaky Friday kind of thing. It's no. it's more of a face off kind of situation. Um, <laughs> right? Is that correct? Nicholas Cage is Kermit the Frog. I'm more of a frog protector. Um, <laughs> what was that? Is that Nicholas Cage? Yeah, when he's like. I'm more of a treasure protector. Yeah. Um, that's just Steve slowed down. Nick, that's all Nicholas Cage That's all that is. Yeah, well. A thousand percent. <clears throat> um, no, one of my favorite bits is when they're talking about, if you notice Kermit's been acting weird lately, Miss Piggy's like, he's never been more loving or kind. And they're like, exactly. He's acting yeah. really weird. <laughs> so it was a good trailer. Walter's in there. So he's a permanent fixture. Which I love. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's a good situation. I even the the robots in there too. The eighties robot. I missed that. I need to rewatch it. Yeah, he's it's it's you don't he doesn't speak, but he's there. I'm gonna uh, do that now. You talk amongst yourselves. Okay. <laughs> As Derek goes and pulls up the Muppets Most yeah, Wanted trailer, I'll wait till after. Um, I shall resist. And so, and it looks like there may be a little more Pepe you know, than than what we got in in the in the Muppets. And uh, but there does seem to be a through line. I mean, they're still the Muppets Theater. They're still doing their thing. So that's yeah, one thing we not, never got. It's in not the, just uh, standalone films. Yeah, that's that's one thing we never got in the classic Muppet movies is is a through line kind of idea, a continuity kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I, it's I'm looking forward to it. I've I've liked what I've liked a lot of what they've done with the Muppets in the past few years. I think it's been I've, really good. I've not. I've not not liked anything they've done with the Muppets in the past few years. I was hanging out with someone the other day, and we were talking, and they... Who? Who is he? I don't know. I'll kill him. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Never mind. You stay away from him! <laughs> I don't remember, but like they just got all stoked about pulling up the Muppets uh, when they did uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is still so good. It's still good after all these years, So or after this couple of years I was telling somebody the other day about beaker doing carol the bells oh that's a, and doesn't he, it was ode to joy <clears throat> ode to joy excuse yeah. me the carol well, that isn't as interesting for christmas then was it but the, no they did do something for christmas it was beaker and uh was it sam sam the animal fourth of july yes oh American the, woman listen oh yes and the uh the elevator thing where they're where they're humming the battle hymn of the republic yeah that was good that's classic but anyhow um so there you go there's our reaction to the muppets (laughs) uh derek i I don't i said in the upfronts we still like the muppets yes definitely i got hung up the music kept getting louder and i was like i'm missing words (laughs) something's wrong there's there's words in there that weren't that weren't there um the other thing I guess we need to get into is it's two days until the final weigh-in for the diet bet portion of the fat off. Not for me, it's not. Um, I'm I'm out thirty five bucks. I'm, <laughs> I feel like Kramer, <laughs> like day one. I'm out. You're out already. If I had money to walk in, and if I had some cash where we could just walk in and slap it on the table in front of everyone that joined in, I'd be like, "Well, I'm out." What kills me is I was below it, Steve. Were you? See, I never got... Before Thanksgiving, I was below what I needed to be at. I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake. And then I was like, cake. Cake. (laughs) In the the first week, I dropped almost three pounds. And I'm like, all right, I'm on track to do what I need to do. And then something happened 
where I just stopped doing what I needed to do. You probably ate. Yeah, that. I did that a lot. And I've never been able to get back into, when I, when I first started kind of getting on the weight loss kick back at the beginning of the year, I was in a routine where it was, it was honestly easy to kind of shift my lifestyle based on my routine into having some daily exercise, eating right and everything else. And now my routine after May just got really wonky and... And it's I been don't even kind of know your schedule anymore. Yeah, I don't either, and that's I the thing. I don't even know you anymore. I don't know you, and and it's I like this was media junkie. <laughs> and it's like I'll get up every morning, planning on later on that afternoon, kind of getting back on the yoga train. You know, maybe getting out walking, not really running so much. But What's the yoga train. I do the DDP yoga stuff. Oh, I thought that was like a train mm-hmm. where you took yoga. No, it's a yo. It's that a seems... train where everyone's in the downward dog position, just kind of following each other. Um, <laughs> It's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's not as fun as it even sounds. Um, it doesn't sound fun. That's this is my point. Um, but I, I just like that at all. I, I work for I work for three or four hours, and I know that's not a lot. But in this sweltering hot kitchen, and when I leave, I'm just so drained. You should be sweating it off. And well, that's why I haven't really gained that much. But I've that's not good. lost either, so that's um, good. yeah, I'm still below what I weighed in at. Well, that's good. I mean, good. And, and our thing's still going till the end of January. Which, granted, now you've got to pick a new thing for me to have to pay up on. That's it, no problem. There's plenty of other things I want. There's plenty. Of, <laughs> there's plenty of Legos, Steve. There's plenty of them. Well, I mean, look at it this way: I saved you a lot of money because because <clears> that thing was staggeringly expensive. But Black Friday, uh, I got it for like seventy percent off. You're talking about and. It, well, you just kind of threw it out there. On t- there was no warning for me. I'm just looking there on the Twitter or the Tumblr know. or whatever there it was. There was no time, Steve. I was being elbowed in the ribs. And it was just like, oh, ribs would be good right now. Ribs would be good. Um, Stupid bet. Why did it, What is Why? Curse my metal body. Um, I get that $35 back so we can go get some ribs. <laughs> but um, Did you see my tweet the other night? No, uh-uh. I, I probably uh, did. I, which one? I said. Uh, I said the only way I'm going to get through this, uh, get through this bet at the end of the week is through perseverance, self will, and ah, screw it, let's get it on. And it was a picture of peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, I then ate peanut butter. But I know there's been a lot of people involved in the bet that have done a really good job with things. Hey, good so for them. I want my money. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. So, uh, but there's still there's still the hey. Wouldn't it be fun like, if did anything and we still won yeah somehow we still came out i don't know if that would work um riley blanton has really skewed the curve if no one else riley riley blanton may about to become may about to come into about 800 bucks because i haven't heard anyone else say how well they've done so riley blanton of the star wars report who i saw when when uh, things kind of came out uh, he only had like three pounds to go this week or even less than that. And so, yeah, he could be the only one that's really about to, I can't believe up. I was there, but I, one of the, one night over the holidays, I had two pounds of crab legs to myself. Dude, so, oh. so that pretty much took care of that. I, I will listen. I will wipe out the Bering sea when it comes to crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like. Maybe win seventy five dollars at the most. <clears throat> two pounds of crab legs, or spend seventy five dollars on two pounds of crab legs. But uh, listen, the reason I watch the deadliest catch is because I respect those men and everything they do, and I partake. I, I love partaking in the in the, uh, in the fruits of their labor so much that I 
I want to do everything I can to support them. So I hear that. Uh, so well, I've supported them. them tenfold the last week. I hear you. Listen, nothing thrills me more mm. and gives the people on the opposite side of things the complete opposite reaction than an all-you-can-eat crab legs when there's when oh, on a buffet. Oh, great. No, I will bib up. Oh, oh, you bib up? with <laughs> don't know if that's a phrase i love it though listen that's what we need to do we need need to find us a buffet that does the crab leg thing and that needs to be our contest there's one in tunica here who can tunica mississippi Uh uh-huh and i mean that sounds right for a ray stevens song by the way the crab leg contest of tunica mississippi the las vegas of the south It, it it sounds for me i thought biloxi was that Nah, no, no, that's just the beach. This is this is nothing but casinos. Tunica is nothing wow. but casinos. Is is that legal in Mississippi or is it Indian reservations? In, in some in some areas. Okay, that's interesting. Tunica and the coast. Tunica. <clears throat> Where are you going, Steve? I'm going to Tunica for a crab leg eating contest. Well, it was the uh, it was the um, uh, racist ladies restaurant. Paul, Paula Dean. Paula Dean. Yeah. She's not was, racist. Whatever. All that mess yeah. got a. Oh, my Lanta. All that stuff got. Don't. You can't. This is not a safe place to rip on Paula Dean. She. She's a terrible person. Steve. She's not a terrible person. She's a horrible person. Oh, don't my you Lanta. Get, can, I, can I talk to you off mic for a second? Sure. Sure. Dude, she is awful and you know it. Don't even try Listen, to do a bit. Hey, right. no, 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 no. You don't. Listen I don't appreciate. She's a nice lady she who made one nice mistake lady. years and years ago. She ate other nice ladies. She ate. She did not eat other nice ladies. She's Java the Hutt. She no. She she's is, Java that ate salacious she crumbs. She she laughs like salacious crumbs, but she's Java. Her food is amazing. It doesn't matter. You could still be a terrible person no, with good food. No one is a terrible person with good food. In fact, That's, bad no. food is the first sign of a terrible person. Martha Stewart's a terrible person, and she makes good food. Martha Stewart's not terrible. She just got insider trading tips. She went to jail. She's not a nice lady. She went to jail and told them all how to make neat things out of that is not how you don't items. Do- no, that's not how that works. You it, don't just get to go to jail. It was like people. it was like it, it was like a I don't know a fancy magazine name, but you put that magazine. It's that cat version fancy. of Orange is the New Black. Yeah, it was Cat Fancy. It's <laughs> a Cat Fancy version of Orange is the New Black. This is not the time for the plugs for this. Paula Dean is a mean lady. She's not. And, well, Did they you... closed her restaurant in Tunica, so she must have not liked her. I drive a GMC Terrain. I drive a Dodge Dart. Okay, go back in the. Okay, sorry. Go back on my. Go back on my. We're just gonna have to agree to okay, disagree. That's just. That's fine. Sorry about that. We've had to Anyhow, leave for a second. Um, um, the, I don't like Paula Dean. My point is this: in a crab leg eating contest, we would have. It's not going to be fat on. I uh, fat off. That, never mind. You know what? It's I just ruined my own joke. It's bib up. Bib up. <laughs> bib up. I'm the one that said it. That could it's not fun. fat off. It's bib up. I feel like that's geek out loud to do. Catchphrase or, or slogan. Oh my land! We need to get geek out loud bib up, and we can make T-shirts that actually have like a bib with the geek out loud say, logo. Steve, on. We could make bibs. We could just make bibs. Screw the t- <laughs> we can make T-shirts. We'll send them out by the or box full, or we could just make the bibs. Ship them all. <laughs> In the words of Jack bib Nicholson's up. Joker. Oh man, so. We could make t-shirts with bibs, or we could just make the bibs. We could just make the bibs. <laughs> we could, it seems so much easier. Just take napkins and draw Why? the designs on Think them. of that. Geek out loud. Bib up. Bib up. 
<laughs> what up? Bib up. Um, so, yeah, there we go. There's that. Uh, so, we're not winning any money. No, that that's what I was about to say. And so I bought the sell barge. Enjoy my money, everybody. Enjoy. Yes. <laughs> I hope, hope you, feel, you all enjoy that. And, and Riley, I hope you feel good about yourself by turning me on to this stupid thing. Um, here's the bad thing is I'm probably going to, in January, on the last leg of our personal thing, I'm probably going to start another diet bit. That got really sad there for a second. I thought you were about to, the, the, the sad part is I'm probably going to rehab. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> going, <laughs> the way you went down. <laughs> no, it's there. The sad part of this is I'm addicted to heroin. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm addicted to, I'm addicted to stuff like this and now I have to win. It's the same thing. Derek, I have, I've gotten every stage and every Muppet on, um, on 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 my Muppet Show, that app that you introduced me to, yeah, 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 yeah. it it consumed my life, yeah, and I had and everything. <clears throat> well, then it was over, and then today I just I, I bumped on for the heck of it, just to collect some food and you know some coins, and um and lo and behold, there's a there's a fourth stage coming soon. The heck you say? You know, and I I'm like, well, here I am. I'm sucked back in. They even had special Muppets, like you get Floyd for the roof. And I worked my tail off to do that, and and you could get uh, Janice for the main stage, and I worked my tail off to get that, and then they just had Lou Zealand come for the kitchen stage, and um, worked my tail off to do that, and so now, <clears throat> boomerang fish, I throw the fish and they come back. Hey, Mister the Frog, I don't do a good Lou Zealand. My Lou Zealand is almost as good as my Bob Dylan. <laughs> hey, making. Making impressions of Muppets. Heard you both lost the bed. Bib <laughs> up. Down $35 singing Muppet songs. Bib up. She inherited 35 bucks and she said it came from me. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, we've got a few. Why other... don't we not do Bob Dylan anymore? Why don't, yeah. So why don't, why don't we call that after 80 episodes our last Bob Dylan impersonation? No more. Yeah. I will continue with the occasional Jean-Luc Picard, uh, but no more Bob Dylan. Oh, that was <laughs> that was sad, Bob Dylan. <laughs> okay, I promise that's the last one. <laughs> I'm addicted to crab legs. <laughs> hey, you, get your hands off my crab legs. That was uh, the. Let's no more Bob. Let's put a moratorium on. Bob Dylan and the other guy. What was his Crispin name? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Okay. Crispin Glover. No more. And Bob Dylan. No, no more. more. No more Bob Dylan or Crispin Glover. Well, no more. Let's jump into some emails. The first email comes from Dave Jones. Dave is a good friend of the show and good friend of ours, and he really wants us to kind of share our thoughts on this. And I don't know. I think you and I have talked about this before, Derek, but he says, Hey, guys, want to get your thoughts on The X-Files as a series and how it changed the television landscape when it appeared in 1993. It is the 20th anniversary of the show this year, the show's introduction this year. And I thought it'd be a nice conversation. What'd you guys think of the Scully-Mulder relationship? What are some scary episodes or monsters you remember from the show? Um, 
<clears throat> How would you rank the films with the series? Are you looking forward to a third film installment? Enjoy the show and look forward to new episodes. And then see if you get this reference here that Dave makes. It says, remember to wear your sunglasses at night if you're ever in Atlanta. Peace, Dave Jones. We were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We were at a bar? No, we were at a restaurant. We were at a bar and grill? Sure. It was that weird restaurant where we had to like walk through the bank to get a seat. Like We went in. Yeah. Cocaine's a heck of a drug. It, mm, um, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. But that was that was six years ago. Yeah, we came out that night and we were all kind of standing around talking with all the people that we'd met and yeah, made friends yeah. with. And this dude walks up to us and he's wearing sunglasses. It's nighttime. You wore gray. The Germans wore blue. And he began to talk to us and and he began to get very vulgar with with the things that he could use me to do with women. What? Yeah, it was weird. I don't remember. It was very. You were over talking like Graham and some other people, and I ended up interacting with this guy on the sidewalk. It was. It was kind well, of. That's nuts. your own fault. It. I, I feel like it was. I feel hey. like it was. Hey, <laughs> how you doing, you weird man? Were you an X Files guy? Are you an X Files fan? I still. I don't remember the sunglasses. Well, he was wearing sunglasses. In the the guy or Dave? No, the dude that walked up to us and began talking to us. In the dark. In the dark. I wear my sunglasses and not so I can't. What version is that? That's my version. I don't like it. Okay. Hey, who sings that? Um, I'm not sure. It's an awkward silence. Um, just go. Hey, who sings that? I I don't know. I thought you were looking it up. Oh no! <laughs> Hold on a second. I can find that real quick uh cory hart <laughs> is that cory hart is it it is isn't it i don't <sighs> okay i don't wear my sunglasses at night and it is by cory hart yeah hey guy. steve who sings that cory hart let's keep it that way hey hey can we go hey. off mic hey, you know, uh, yeah okay hey listen part of what hey. we do on this show is sing and even if it's not good i don't really appreciate you calling me out like that sorry i just didn't like that version of it well, I mean, it's not a version. It was just me covering the song, like a line of the song. Covered. It was like now, but it was like a weird, they put like a twang on it or something, and I wasn't really I feeling was, it. I was doing my 90s singer voice. I'm your, I'm, your, I'm your bro. I'm your best friend. I'm, was, supposed, to like, I'm supposed to keep you in check. I, Give up. And look, I, pre- I appreciate that, and I appreciate yeah. the battle cry, but the thing is, is I was just doing my 90s voice. Oh, the only thing I did. up a battle, battle cry? That song came out in the 80s. I, I, I know, but sometimes I throw my ninety voice on thing, my nineties voice on things because I. Why do you have a nineties voice? I don't know. It's just this thing I've been doing in my personal you just life. Have a lately. Voice. I've just, it's just something I've been doing in my own personal free time life. Do you have like a wham voice? Uh, I could probably work one up. Yeah, let's try that. Do a wham. Okay. Voice. <clears throat> Wake me up. Before you go, go. It's like Cartman doing wham. Well, I, I'm trying to. I'm off it's mic. Like, okay, just go back on my Okay, go sorry, back on my sorry. So, X Files, what do you think? Uh, Were you a fan? I watched it. Uh, yeah. yeah um, creepiest episode. Uh, last season, I think it's actually one of the last like four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulder's not in it, but the it's the um, the Brady Bunch house episode. That oh yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that one. I. Not because it's really creepy, but just because it's really who who wrote that and why. 
Who wrote why, it? Yeah, why Why would somebody write that? Oh, you, so you don't know who wrote it? Well, Vince Gilligan, well, did, he didn't get his start on the X-Files, but he was very key to the writing team with X-Files, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a writer, and uh, actually, now that you mentioned that, I think he may have written that episode. Uh, he was um showrunner for The Lone Gunman, the spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I was never super big into it. I kind of toward the last half of the of the run, I got into it a, a bit more. But I just like I couldn't even tell you some scary episodes or monsters that I remember from the show. I was into the mythology of the show. I was into the alien mythology of the show. I, I enjoyed the myth- mythos a whole lot more than the nothos. Yeah, um, that's I, not a word. No, but I know what you mean. And so, so the one off episodes, the one shot episodes, never really did it for me that no. much. And, and Which is why I hate the second movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate the second I movie. I hate the second movie. But I feel like they missed an opportunity to really dig into some things and clear some things up and start you know, start a franchise that would really kind of springboard off the show and, and do some great stuff you know, that you could do on the big screen. I um, hate the second movie. <clears throat> it was a disappointment to a lot of people. No, I hate it. Okay, there you go. Like I, I wanted to get up and walk out. So argue, and I can remember legitimately. There was nobody else in the theater. I went with a buddy of mine. We went and saw it. We were both just disgusted with it. Yeah. And there's this point at the end. I've only ever seen it once. Mm-hmm. I will never revisit that movie. There's this point at the end where it like it it comes out over ice. Mm-hmm. Like the the zoom out is over ice, and then it turns into water, mm-hmm. and then it turns into like a a canoe or something and Scully and Mulder are in the canoe. Yeah. Like rowing along. Okay. And it's like a helicopter shot over them. Mm-hmm. And I just remember leaning over to my buddy and going, if they look up at that helicopter and wave, I'm done. <laughs> and they did it. And no, I was like, did they really? It. Yeah. They, they look up at the camera and wave. That's weird. I don't remember that at all. I guess I need to watch it again. Don't do it. Or maybe not. Billy Bones is in it. Billy Bones. Just don't watch it, Steve. Remember when the blind guy gave Billy Bones the black spot? Exhibits in it. Yes. Was uh, Daggett wasn't in there, was he? What's his no. name? No. John Daggett. John Doggett? John Daggett. Doggett. Daggett. Doggett. Dang it. The T2000. He wasn't in there. Yeah. Um, which I thought was disappointing. because I just I, didn't like that movie. Now, yeah. I love Fight the Future. The the first X Files movie. movie was well, a it played into the TV show. It did, and you know, and so and, and yeah. even to the point that the series makes references to the movie. Well, yeah, and I mean, the movie actually, the, because in the series they had closed the X Files down, and mm-hmm. at the end of the movie that you know they open them back up. So when you roll mm-hmm. into the following season, you know we're back, boom, 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 into the X Files. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah, it really was. I saw that in Washington D.C. And there was so much that took place there. Imagine. That I feel like they never took advantage of just going back to that enough to really explain some things. And then they just did a lot to just keep. It felt like they were just trying to keep the show ro- rolling, yeah, rather than, and rather than I give didn't it a really fitting get end. into the whole Adam Baldwin super soldier. Mm-hmm, exactly. I, I really, I'm not a big fan of the last episode. This, I mean, I'm glad they were able to tie up some loose ends and be able to bring Mulder back, but mm-hmm. it wasn't my favorite show. Yeah, it was not priority television in my house. I hear you. It wasn't me either. And uh, but I've watched them. Yeah, and I like it. It's yeah. a good show. It's just not my favorite. Twenty years ago, it 20. came out. So, 
Uh, James Miller writes in. He says, hey, guys, I'm a longtime listener and fellow lover of all things nerdy. I have a question for you that's always fun to play around with. For who knows whatever reason, you're only allowed to have five movies and five TV shows to watch the rest of your lives. Which ones make your list and why? Sequels and trilogies can count as one if they have a continuing story arc throughout the films. Thanks and keep the podcast coming. What are you doing to me, James Miller? He's making you choose five movies, but you could really go with multiple movies. Is it five movies and five TV shows? Five movies and five TV shows. Oof, you go first. Well, I mean, Star Wars is definitely in there, and that counts as one because it's a through line. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, Gee whiz. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, all the Marvel movies because they're kind of a through line. Yeah, I was, that was, uh, that's, a, that's good. Um, bib up. So that bib up, exactly. I am bellying up to this one. Uh, I'm going to take all the Rocky movies because I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's three. Yeah, uh, and do the will the James Bond movies count as? Yeah, that's four. Okay, that's four. Um, and um, and Anchorman. <laughs> good, good, good job. Okay, I'll do my oh, movies, oh, oh, then we'll no, do no, your no. TV shows. And the nope. Three Amigos. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Back to the Future. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I come over to your house and watch that? Since I can't yeah. ever watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the, <laughs> it's a paradox. It I won't mean, work. Is that it? Can we, does the caveat either, that we can still watch movies? You can't enter the house, or I can't turn the TV like on. Like there's just a, yes. Either there's this huge force field that prevents yeah. me from getting in, or suddenly the TV doesn't work. Um, Superman. Yeah. Oh man, that's hard. I should have brought Superman in there. You can come over and watch it anytime. Okay, Superman, thanks. Back to the Future. What is that? Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I got two more. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Oh, now I guess so. I'm going to say those count as a through thing. Yeah, yeah. And James Bond. Okay, okay. Um, can I go back and take out Three Amigos and put in Jaws: The Revenge? Just, just Jaws: The Revenge. Yeah, just because I've never really. Home. I don't think I've ever really watched it all the way through. You know, that I time mean, it was personal. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think I've ever really watched that one all the way through, so it, you know, just in case. Oh, that time it was personal. Okay, you can have Jaws through, man. Um, TV shows. TV shows. Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Bib up. I mean, that way it's something fresh every week. You know, it's something yeah, new. I mean, you, I mean, you've got 40 years to go through there. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know how many years. That's just the first number that popped in my head. I think it's 20. I think they've been on 20 now. This year is the 20th anniversary. Um, TV shows, TV shows. Gee whiz. What's some other TV shows I love? Um, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'd take the Incredible Hulk. That's a good one. That's a good one. You're welcome. That's a freebie. Yeah. Um, Maybe... Uh, maybe Friends. I always enjoy the Friends. Yeah, Friends is good. Um, so that's yeah. three. And uh, for some drama, uh-huh. um, Murder She Wrote. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say Murder She Wrote. And um, it's good. And T.J. Hooker. No, no, I need a cartoon in there, so I'm probably gonna go ahead and pick the Transformers. I was gonna say you gotta go Transformers. Yeah, is that five? That's five. Run through those again. Um, 
Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Murder, She Wrote. Uh-huh. There was one in between. Oh, um, Friends and Transformers. Friends and Transformers, yeah. Mur- I'm going to change out Murder, She Wrote. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For um, Laverne and Charlie, well, or anything by H and R Puff and stuff. That'll work. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's good. Anything, yeah. anything by the. Uh, we the we guys, also would have accepted Jeopardy. Any, anything by the guys who made H and R Puff and stuff. What were those people called? They did Land of the Lost. Yeah, I know who you're talking about Sid and Marty Cross. Sid, yeah, anything Where by Sid and Marty Cross. Where did that come from? That was oh, amazing. Hey, that was a hey, good grab. Face in the window. Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe that? That was a good I grab. Pulled that. Okay, my five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's oh, that's good. That's solid. That's a lot. That's a lot to go. That's a solid. That. That's a solid pick. And then again, that's one of those things that could could perpetually keep keeps going. going. Yeah, yeah. let's keep going. Um, Smallville. Smallville. Kind of, kind of got. I felt like that was too obvious. If I was yeah, it, it, it's a, it's on the, it's a bit on the nose. Yeah, but just right. Am there. I letting people down if I don't do it? I think you are. Okay, let's just go with Smallville. I won't watch it. No, I mean, just, I've just got to choose it. <laughs> um. Is it is it is it bad if I say Doctor Who? No, no. There's I a think lot it's there. Good. There is a lot. Fifty years worth. Yeah. It sorta. Um, Price is Right. Oh. Bob Barker or Drew Carey? Uh, uh Bob Barker. Okay. Bob Barker. Yeah. Or that weird primetime one that was hosted. Was that one hosted by Bob Barker when it was on primetime for a little bit? No, it was the guy that killed himself. Wow, that's... I brought, yes, it is the guy that did the family feud after the kissy yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, I think he killed himself. He did. That's really bringing things up. I know he killed himself. I think he did it. That was the thing that I was supposed to use on that sentence. Okay. I'm still needing another TV show. Do I need a sitcom? I mean, I feel like you got the price like is right a sitcom. there. Yeah, maybe not price is right. Maybe, I maybe mean, you've Dick, got Saturday Night maybe, Live for comedy. Yeah, maybe, maybe Dick Van Dyke show. Wow, classic. Yeah. Hmm. This is getting really difficult, Steve. There's a these, lot. These to arbitrary, from. imaginary, made-up things are getting really hard to choose. You know, from. I want to switch out my Sid and Marty Croft pick for Alf. That's good, yeah. Alf. Can I come over and watch Alf? Of course. Then I'm gonna veto Price is Right for Golden Girls. Oh. <laughs> I almost hold on. I almost went to sing the Golden Girls theme, but what almost came out of my mouth was "Show me that smile, look." <laughs> and I know that's not right. The road fades. Golden Girls, Smallville, Saturday Night Live, and Doctor Who. Great picks, great picks. James, fun question. I can go back and forth between Who's the Boss and Growing Pains, but mm, they're basically the same show. Full House, no. Uh, it only matters. Is Family Matters the one with Urkel? That's the one with Urkel. Yeah. Uh, Derek, this one takes a bit of a serious turn. Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers. Oh, yeah. With Balky. I give up whatever I said for the fifth one in Perfect Strangers. This one one takes a little bit of a serious bend. It's from Matthew. Uh, He says... Because that last one was so serious. Yeah, he says, My question to both you boys is simple. Uh, short, but could get into territory that could be a bit controversial, and I don't want to get you guys in trouble, though I mostly say that to Steve because Derek can usually say what he wants, get everyone mad, and s- wow, he takes oh. a shot at you here. And suddenly, Whoa, no, go ahead. And suddenly retire from podcasting. Wow. And then in parentheses, he puts nooch. Um, Screw that, I'm gone. Okay. Derek? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I really thought you'd walked out the door by the I did. I did. And I've come back from retirement. <laughs> I did. We started that trend. You you did send me back, Doc, but I'm back. I'm the, back from the future. The question is, what are your thoughts on diversity in comics? To give a brief summary of why I feel I need to ask is, one, Geek Out Loud is what got me interested in comics in the first place. Second, I've started to notice that there's definitely a new influx of non-traditional readers. Finally, uh, Derek's comments about Sleepy Hollow inspired curiosity. My thoughts are simply diversity uh, is diversity, isn't it? Still, on the other hand, water is water. And east is east and west is west. And if you take cranberries and stew them like applesauce, they taste much more like prunes than rhubarb does. Some people think cucumbers taste better pickled. Um, he says, honestly, I'm mixed. I don't understand any. He says, now, uh, just bib up. Now, you tell me what you guys know. <laughs> um, he says, honestly, I'm mixed on the subject. I'm, I've never minded diversity all that much. If they want to bring on a female Robin, as long as it's compelling and interesting, i.e., Tim Drake's opening introduction, I've got no problem with it. Yeah. But, I, but I also have my limits, and it's been reached when it comes to what Marvel Comics is facilitating and enabling. Okay. I'm starting to have a problem with some new readers jumping on board comic reading and suddenly making demands from the minute they slap money on the counter. I can't tell you how many times I've seen and heard at noisome new readers lobby for major comics companies to change their core characters to fit their wants and desires, even if they've just started reading. My beef with Marvel is they've been changing a lot of things with traditional characters in order to pander this demographic of bratty children, making Loki, uh, he says bisexual, but they actually made Loki like, able to jump back and forth between his genders to appease fan fiction obsessed fangirls and introducing the new Muslim Marvel girl by doing this with no regard of story which is widely known that they treat their writers like crap I did not know that it's open floodgates for everyone to come after other companies DC Comics who has a stable of gay multicultural and female characters on the roster has refused to change core cast members to appease the entitlement mentality of these new readers thus their writers and editors have become the target of unfair ridicule bashing hating and even, and even ac- uh, accusations of bigotry because they won't bend. All in all, okay. I feel that the new, ver- new diversity, which is usually a good thing, is tainted by these spoiled children that slander when they don't get their Glee episode in every book they pick up. Oh, wow. Batman has solved crimes, and Superman has saved the world for 75 years. I think some things don't need to be touched. Anyway, just wondering what your thoughts was. Um, my, my goodness. That was a loaded... Email. He said it would be controversial, Derek. That's uh, Matthew Ibera. Ibarra. We've um, never had trouble with controversial before. We, I don't, I don't think we have. So just put your footy pajamas on and go eat your chocolate. Yeah, I think. Uh, um. Um. Well. Bib up. I think it's time to jump into some controversy. Um. I think what Matthew's saying is he's talking about the idea of diversity for diversity's yeah. sake. Are okay. And are we for or against it? I, I feel like I'm a debate t- on the debate team now. I, I am. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I like, am never against anything factoring in diversity. I'll say that out the gate. I'm not against. Like, okay, for can, let me let me throw a f- Did couple I say of four. That right now, I'm now I'm confusing myself. Well, this is a really loaded question. Well, let me throw a couple of four examples out there where I think mixing up the characters and, and changing some things up has worked. Uh, Stephanie Brown. If the, if the, are, there, are ladybugs a problem in Georgia? Uh, so they can be sometimes. Okay, they're a problem here. Okay. Um, if I go off mic, just... Why has it got to be ladybugs, Derek? That's what they are. Okay. Just know that I loved you. Okay. If they, You think they're going to kill you? I don't... I mean, they're, they're staring at do me. Do they do that? 
No, if there's an, I've never seen enough of them in a horde. I don't know what they do. I think I think they just kind of sit there and look speckledy. There, there's a lot of them sitting here looking speckledy, and I don't trust it. That's weird. You might want to get an exterminator. You, they, they can't be killed. Don't sleep. Um, <laughs> it's the face in the window. <laughs> the face in the window is a ladybug. Um, the okay, couple of couple of examples where mixing up the characters, maybe changing some things around to work. Stephanie Brown, isn't that her name? That Brian Q. Miller that brought girl, in. Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people fell in love with that character. She was yeah. compelling. She was good. Um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne being cast as Perry White. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan being cast as the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, the, we had an Israeli woman cast as uh, Wonder Woman today. We did. We did. We'll touch on that in a little bit. And I think that when you start to overdo it, when you start to say, well, we've got to have some, we've got to put this character in here as a girl. Then, then what you're doing is you're not really giving diversity. You're giving more of a pandering kind of attitude that I think is a little more insulting than, I I, I don't think anything that has been done has been pandering. Well, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I haven't read to be able to say if it has or not, you know, that's, and that's where I come from on this is, is I've had to step out of comics um, for financial reasons, and so I haven't really been able to read lately to know what's going on. I, I saw the news about them uh, making the new Marvel girl a Muslim girl, and I'm like, okay, if you know, my thing is, if the stories are good, if the characters are compelling, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, we found out that Ben Grimm was a Jew, and uh, and several years ago, and Jewish, I think, is the way they prefer that. I'm Steve. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We found out that uh, Ben Grimm was of Hebrew descent. Um, Boy, we're, mass- we're, we're, we're messing is up that, the diversity conversation. Is, is that offensive? Is that offensive? No, I, I just I would, to call someone a Jew, Gazuntite. Is that I, offensive? I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't mean to be offensive, and that's and that's the that. other thing. We also live in a society nowadays, especially in America, where you know everyone's going to get offended by the smallest little thing. And quite frankly, it's like that's like the that's the height of of people's argument anymore. Well, this offends me. This offends me, and it's like Everything's get over it. Be politically correct. Yeah, it's like just get over that. And so, um, if it, my thing is, if you're throwing diversity in just so you can say, well, look at all, look at all of our diversity, then I think that's just as insulting as having no diversity. Because you're going to end up having shallow characterizations. You're going to end up having uh, people who are supposed to be of a, a different culture um, characterized as a, as a white male, and and it's just going to come off as shallow and, and cheesy. But if you have someone who is who is a genuinely well-rounded, good character, it doesn't matter if they're a guy, girl, black, white, where they're from. It's all about does it work for the story and do and do these characters work for the story? And I think there, there was a time when that was true, Steve. Unfortunately, that, that time we're not in that time anymore. That, that I, think, the, I think people want to see, you know. But just for the sake of having something different on the page, just for the sake of diverse, just for diversity's sake, you know, it's. I understand. I'm not against diversity in comics or any medium. I, you know, that's fine. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm trying my best not to come off sounding like some kind of racist, sexist pig. But again, I think when you're working in a creative medium, you're, you're all you're saying is 
If it fits for the character, great. If it yeah. doesn't, there's no point in doing it there's if it no, doesn't work. There's no point in shoehorning something in just for the sake of having it there. Which is fine. That's not okay. that's not racist. That's not sexist. Right. That's, that's a valid point. And I think what Matthew's saying is he feels like that that's what they're doing. I really don't feel like they've... I've, I know Marvel's changed a lot mm-hmm. of their stuff. I don't feel like that's what they're... He kept saying pandering. I don't feel like that, that they're pandering. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing things to to bring in new people, and I don't think that to me that's not the definition of pandering. Pandering to me is is subjecting yourself to a specific line of sight to appease a, those people, right? So if you're bringing in a new set of people who weren't begging for it to begin with, I don't really feel like that's pandering. So if they're if they're doing things if they're doing the you know it, it, it's a it's a numbers game. I mean, look at Marvel's numbers and look at DC's numbers. Obviously, DC staying stagnant and not changing anything. That's why Marvel's outselling DC. Are is Marvel outselling DC right now? Generally, okay. I think I believe. I so. thought I thought the new Fifty Two turned things around for DC. Um, well, for, I don't. I don't for know. like a week. I don't know. Um, yeah. Is it shallow of me that I'm really taken by two different statements that he makes? One. That have nothing to do with diversity. One is where he says that Marvel treats their writers like crap. Is that truth? I don't. I mean, every the people I know at Marvel mm-hmm. are genuinely very, very happy and very content, and they're they're it's like a big family over there. I know that in the '90s when there was the big art boom, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, yeah, those yeah. guys, that writers tended to take a back seat for a bit, yeah. um, and the art became the the whole what's all driving force yeah yeah but now i feel like it's the writing and the and and i think it's i think I it's a partnership more, yeah it's, now board. yeah i, I think, think now it's, it's back it's back to being what does this team up look like and and how good is the story more than anything um the other thing is are people attacking dc for a lack of diversity in their characters here um i mean I, I see it i don't know that it's everybody is all overdoing it but I, I see it happen that people are are arguing of course you know and sexism and, and feminism and racism and everything and I, I see people mad about superman and wonder woman kissing being in a, rela- are uh, being they in a, a relationship? relationship being in a relationship oh, um, i mean that is what it is yeah i mean i, I see i see a lot of uh of, of people pointing <clears throat> fingers at dc hmm for choices they've made that surprises me because to me all you have to do is open up the pages of the green lantern and you see like fish chicken face guys um whole planets i mean there's, people. Just, there's everybody there's all kind of diversity yeah and yeah. so i maybe that's a little more shallow than what he means we like to teach the world to sing i do i just don't worry about stuff like that man i come away i'll see some stuff that people post sometime about different characters and everything and i'm like oh i thought they were a strong female character and they start to point out how weak a female character these and i'm like what that's really confusing to me because a lot of times i'm watching these things and this kind of stuff never crosses my mind it never crosses my mind is is the lead character a male a female a black guy, a white guy. Well, see, it's those same people who would then call you narrow-minded. But that stuff never crosses but my that, mind. That, that's our problem, Steve, because we're white males. But what I'm saying is, is like it, it never crosses my mind, even if it is a strong black female character on screen. That's never a big deal to me. I'm just, I'm just enjoying what's there for me to consume. 
And and then I'm made to feel guilty. Is that Some, a question, Ron? Well, I mean, I'm making sure you understand what I'm saying. You know I'll read anything on the teleprompter. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm understood. I want to make sure that I'm understood. Um, because now I feel like I've, I've crossed into... Ter- now, now you're making me feel like I have crossed into territory where I'm over... Stepping my bounds, and I don't no, want to be ignorant fine. of myself. Is the thing I don't want to be ignorant of who I am and what I'm seeing, and I don't want to be narrow minded. But at the same time, I don't want to be so consumed with things having to fit into and that's every the single. Mold. I think people are far too consumed by it these days to enjoy something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm all about things with. You know, I love this idea of of. of like that read an article the other day that like Frozen and Hunger Games were the two number two biggest movies mm-hmm. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Films with strong female leads. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Hunger Games. I particularly thought it was pretty stupid. But Well, it's a rip off of the running man. It is, basically. <laughs> which is one of the I need that in my top five. Oh, oh yes, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the movies and we'll replace I, just, I, I did not enjoy the Hunger Games yeah. at all. And I will not see the next one. And you know, more power to them. And I'm glad that I'm glad that it's a young adult novel and I'm I'm glad that it's a successful franchise and that it is a strong female lead. It's just not for me. Yeah. I did and that's not, what, that's not and that, yeah, that's not sexist to say that. It's right. not. It, or you know, oh, because let me tell you that. something. I love Jennifer Lawrence, by the way. And I just I don't really care for Jennifer Lawrence. Well, I do love her dearly and Well that's fine. I don't I want see, her to be my girlfriend. Okay. Well I don't see the appeal. Okay. So. I think she's just an attractive, smart, and she's she's. I think she's got a, all the different interviews I've ever seen her, and she seems to have a real level head. But then there's still this awe about where she's at, yeah. You know, and I just I think she's a pretty cool chick, and I want her to be my girlfriend. I did not not enjoy the Hunger Games, but um, but they're not like someone told me like after the first one came out, and this was a man now a grown man older than me. He's like. Have you seen that Hunger Games yet? I'm like, no. He's like, let me tell you something. That's the best movie I've ever seen. Wow. And I said, have you never seen Star Wars? He's like, yeah, I've seen Star Wars. I'm like, then Star Wars is the best movie you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, you know, bib up. <laughs> exactly, bib up. And uh, so, <laughs> but um, have you ever seen Superman three? Superman three is the best movie. You've yes, ever seen. you better believe it. Supercomputer and all. Uh, he throws in this P.S. Does Matt and it's it's a bit of a he's uh, it's not a spoiler. It's conjecture about Arrow. He's calling that Summer Glau is actually Talia Al Ghul, her character on Arrow. Hmm. How do you feel about that? I feel like we should move on to our next segment. Well, we've got uh, one more email here. Oh, I feel like we should move on to our next email. Uh, it's from Jenny. Jenny Smolinski. And she says... Jenny Olson? Jenny, no, Smolinski. Oh, she was nearly crushed underneath that thing in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. She says, hi, Stephen Derrick. Is that what she said? <laughs> no, my voice cracked a little bit when I spoke. and I'm sorry. She did says, you just put your 90s voice on that? No, I did not put a 90s voice on that. My 90s voice is, hi, Steve and Derek, yeah. Um, <laughs> she says. Now try it in your wham voice. <clears throat> hi, Steve and Derek. Um, <laughs> she says, I was just listening to your show about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I completely disagree with your cr- critique Ooh. of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. If you went expecting that show, uh, if you went into that show expecting superheroes and superhero situations, yes, you would be let down. But I did you, not go in expecting not, that. Nor continue. did I. 
But if you went in with an open mind, not knowing what you were going to get, you would have a different opinion. That was I my case no, anyway. I had no clue what I was going to get, Mm-mm. and I was still disappointed. Yes, the, I had zero expectations and was still disappointed. The supernatural aspect of Asgardian aspect, uh, artifacts, dastardly mad scientists, and very interesting, likable characters makes me excited for it every week. Would I like to see Thor tearing up Loki? Heck yeah, but I'll wait for the next Avengers for action-packed adventure. I'll watch for Coulson and stay for Coulson. And that comes from Jenny. Now, Coulson's the only thing I like. I, you know, it's just like I had zero expectations because I really didn't know what to expect with it. When I heard that, my first initial reaction when they were doing a TV show to it was I was excited. But I, however, I knew going into it that we weren't going to see the things that we would like. Of to course see, not. You of know, course just not. out the bat. So, but I went in really not knowing what to expect, and I, I was just, I'm just a little bored. Just mm-hmm. bored. Yeah. That's that's been my thing is I've just been bored by it. the characters have not been compelling to me. No, and that's that's it for me too. I would probably enjoy it a lot more if I liked the characters, and I have no dog in that race mm-hmm. on those characters. I, I just don't. Um, um, because the 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 budget and all that stuff is good, and the writing's not terrible. Um, well, uh, a mutual Twitter friend of ours, Xboxing the Stars at Xboxing the Stars, um, made this statement in in a. In a world where there's so much good writing on TV, and I'm referencing things like Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, all you know, uh, you can reference Breaking Bad, but I won't let you reference the second one. Well, I'm sorry, I, it's been good. It's been good I'm, I, since I, when? Uh, since the second half of the second season. No. Yeah, it really has. Um, no, season three was terrible. Season three was actually really good. I'm sorry. No. Um, I'm sorry. I disagree. No. I'm sorry. Well, counterpoint. Anyhow, you're wrong. The writing. I'm telling you, the writing and the and the writing of the characters on that show have been better than what it's been on Shield. And and in the a zombies world, were really well written. You got that right, mm, Derek. Mm. The Walking Dead does not refer to the zombies. It refers to those who are not yet zombies. I just blew your mind. Um, kind of like Carl. Yeah, Carl. Um. That was my impression of Rick. So did you watch the one the other night? Yes. Some people died. It broke it broke me. Okay. I hate that show now. Um I hated it last season. But uh anyhow, in Breaking Bad, Mad Men, of course those are all AMC shows. There's a lot of good television on that's propelled by good writing. And in a world where there's that kind of writing going on, the not so good writing really stands out. And that's what that's what she said. That's what Xboxing the Star said. And I and I'm inclined to agree that I think that's the I'm biggest problem. I'm inclined to agree. I, I, and I I think I think there's a valid point there. However, I think they kind of went into this with a bit of campy. Well, and I've said that since the get go. There's too many little quips, and everyone's trying to out funny everyone else and out smart aleck everyone else. Yeah, it's Joss Whedon's writing cranked up two notches. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it's it's trying to get that Buffy snark and that interplay, and it's trying to force it in there. And there doesn't seem to be the chemistry between the characters that they want there to be. I also think that that ABC just thought, well, this is going to be an automatic hit based on the fact that you know the Avengers and Shield is out of the Marvel movies, and I think that um, that they just kind of set the bar low because they kind of thought, well, here you know this everyone's going to watch this. It's you know it's Marvel. Yeah, and I just don't think that's the case. So, but I have not given up on it entirely. I, I've not given up on it entirely, but I'd rather. But I, 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 my main my main issue with it is the characters. Mm-hmm. I do not like them. 
I agree. All but Colson. And even Colson, they've kind of, I don't know. It's like, just tell us what happened to him and let's move on with that now. Let him deal with that. I'm hoping they bring in uh, Robin Shrabotsky yeah. in season in season two. Maria once Hill. How I Met Your Mother ends. Oh, my God. How Listen, I Met Your there, Mother, are, end. there are so many good characters from S.H.I.E.L.D., that they could bring you, you know what i wish they would have done and i would have enjoyed it a little bit more the little uh short film on avengers the mm-hmm. item 47 or whatever yep. that was yep. did you watch that mm-hmm. With, if they uh, brought in the if the two of them had been, yeah Tina Greer. Mm-hmm. if the two of them had been oh definitely well lizzie kaplan's an incredible actress well i mean why not bring those two in? exactly and that five minute movie enthralled me more than any episode of well and didn't they end up hiring them Yes. That, yeah, that's the thing. Have those guys in there. That's I agree what I with said you. all yeah. along. I was like, if those two were the people, I'd be a lot happier with the show. Well, and Coulson and that one other agent that wears the glasses that were in the one short film, um, The Consultant. Ah, The Consultant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, those two had good interplay. Let that guy, and he was on a couple, he's been on a couple of episodes, but let him be more of a, a, a player. And if you want to bring in I don't in like people, all these kids that they're running around with. Well, that's the thing. And in the comics, there's some great characters from S.H.I.E.L.D. to bring in Clay Quartermain, who was part of the Hulkbusters team. He's he's a great, you know, kind. Of, he's almost what the one dude tries to be as far as just being the kind of the lone cowboy agent. But he always had a little bit more of an attitude, and he was a little bit more of a veteran. He was a little bit more... I don't, and so there's just too many... Well, that, Whedon just has archetypes for mm-hmm. characters that he always fills. Right. And that's... It's the same kind of character. It's just different people. And that's unfortunate. because it so, is. And because if you've got... I feel like if you've got good actors to pull those things off and great scripts pull those things off... Honestly, Firefly was a decent show. It was a good show. And the only it was. Reason I, and the only reason I don't like Firefly is because of what happened in the movie. Um... The only reason I don't like Firefly is because of the people who like Firefly. That yeah, and the fandom does turn me off a little bit. But let's not get into uh, that because that's yeah, that's okay. that's anyway. where we get really super controversial. Here's what I want to propose to you, Derek, as it pertains to Shield. A let's proposal. not let's a proposal. not mm-hmm, let's not talk about Shield again until it gets really good. Do On we, the show, do we need to go off mic? I mean, if you need to, let's yeah. go off mic for a second. Okay. I don't really know that I can do that because there's so much bad to talk about. <laughs> Well, we want to be a safe place and, and positive, and I've always just tried to maintain. If I'm not really enjoying, well, why it, I don't we have to be it. a safe place when they're not a safe place to go watch that show? It's not a safe place. Well, to go listen, watch you don't show. have to watch the show. It's on. I kind of have to. No, you don't. I can't nod. I mean, I understand because I can't nod either. But we don't have to talk about it. Escalation of commitment. How, when have you and I ever watched something and not talked about it in all the years we've known each I'll other? I'll give you three comments an episode. Four and I won't talk about your mom again. Oh, deal. Okay, deal. Okay, back on. Okay. All right. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Good. Really excited to continue watching Agents of Shield. Yeah. Well, Derek, uh, fair Warner. For, for, <clears throat> those aren't words. No. <laughs> None of those things you just said. They were. weren't. They really weren't. Fair warning. You can get yourself a sip of water because we're about to transition into. Um, into some snippets. You got the touch. This is Dan Bush. I listen to Geek Out Loud. You got the touch. Yeah. Roll out.
snippet time. There was a lot of things going there on. There was a thing. lot that just happened there, I know. I'm trying to be more professional. Oh. It's a step in the right direction. Thank you. As long as it is. As long as you feel like it's just... Okay. It's a couple of snippets real quick, Derek. I, I want to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a few things. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing really super major. Star Wars has release date. I don't know if we've talked about that or not. December eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Star Wars Episode Seven is set <laughs> that to makes release. Me laugh. And you still don't believe it's happening? <laughs> no. Okay. No such thing. Uh, they released a picture with R two D two hanging out with J J Abrams. R two should have killed him. It was news that R two D two is going to be in the new Star Wars movie. Uh, the big news to me is it was actually a fan-made R2-D2. They're actually going to be using one of the droid builders. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw, yeah, okay. Yeah. I saw that too. That's really neat. I think that's a cool thing. That's fantastic. It it's is. Great. Um, it's great. You still don't believe we're going to get Star Wars episodes? No. Seven. Okay, no. all right. I saw where Abram said that Into Darkness was a mistake. I did see that. where he, Or at least that the, the, the secrecy, was yeah. A, yeah. The secrecy yeah. surrounding it was. Uh, the whole movie was a mistake. I think, I think the whole movie was a bit of a mistake. Um it, it, I mean, you saw where the Trek... I told you about the, the infographic where Trek fans rated it the worst Star Trek film ever. No, really? On that list. Even behind Insurrection? Even behind Insurrection. Even behind I, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier? I think it goes Final Frontier. I think the last spots go Final Frontier, Insurrection, Motion Picture, Into Darkness. Wow, Motion Picture doesn't... They rank Motion Picture worse than... Final Frontier? Yeah, because Final Front you can watch Final Frontier twice in the time it takes to watch motion picture. You can watch Final Frontier twice in the time it takes to watch one shot of the Enterprise in the motion picture. God, that movie is, is hellacious. Um, I, maybe with some tricky editing, it would be a little bit better. I figured, but I, but it, I figured I love, in the heart of fans, in the heart of Trek fans, it would ha- that, that would have a special place because it was the first. I, I know those were the last few, but I don't mm-hmm. remember the order. I'm, I'm lying. But it's, it was it, those were the last like five on the list. What is and, your, um, what is the best? But Star Galaxy Trek? Quest was on the list. Was it really? But that's not a Star <laughs> Trek was, movie. But they put it on there. It was funny. Huh. Um, what uh, con con? Really? Yeah. Derek, help me, help me out here. Explain to me why that's a good movie. I think I think because for my money if you came and said Steve you have to watch a Star Trek movie and it's going to either be Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan or Star Trek 6 The Undiscovered Country I'm picking Star Trek 6 I hate 6 mm-hmm. and if um, you tell me Steve I hate 6 I will give you 4 or 2 I'm going to take 4 every time I'll always take 4 um, I I think I think for the diehard people it's the connection to the series okay um, and I get that. There. I get that. Um, Derek, I think, it's, it's, a, it's, I think a, it's the Kirk and Spock relationship. It's a boring movie. I submit motion picture. Okay, if you're comparing it to the motion picture, yes. Huge, amazing. Ben Hur compared to that. Yes, I agree. But on its own, standing on its own, it's not a. It's just. I've a never been movie. bored by Wrath of Khan. I. Undiscovered Country is a very boring movie. Oh, my Atlanta. It's a mystery the whole time. And they're being chased by that cloaked bird of prey that they don't know anything about it, until he mind melts with that woman. I um, I got a soft spot for Final Frontier. Really? 
I do. What does God need with a starship? What does God need with a starship? I had just one question. What does God need with a starship? B is in barricades. <laughs> Jim, don't question the Almighty. Um, See, it's got too many good lines not to use. I don't know that that's actually... I like five. I like five. Five's fun. Hmm. There's know. a few of them, if you take them as comedies, they're a lot more fun. Uh, okay, I can see that. Insurrection. Insurrection. Wait a minute. Is Insurrection... That's the one with the planet of the people. Oh, what is the, what is the last Star Trek? Gener- Nemesis. Nemesis. That's not With, with Bane. That's uh, not very good. Picard. Picard, I'm your... I am your clone, Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. We shall become one. Let's not stand on pretense, Captain Picard. It was here! Did you get a cup? I did. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I always do with the Bane. I always kind of go up into a cup. Ah. But not a not a cup like you'd wear in the sporting arena. A drinking glass. Strawberry is an excellent source of fiber, Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. Pizza. So, come on, Jerry. <laughs> Anyhow, um, is anybody still listening? No, no, they tuned out when we when we got on the diversity thing. Like, wow, this is getting really serious. Wow, this here. is not fun anymore. What this is, is this? No this is safe listening. Yeah. I thought I was listening to media junkyard. Some, some, <laughs> yeah, some people, some some people were listening. Like, I don't feel welcome here anymore. Um. I think Steve muttered something anti-Semitic. Steve, that's right. Steve called someone a Jew and did not realize that was bad. Um, so anyhow, okay, uh, back on track now. Yeah. Uh, snippet. Snippet. Or did we finish that? Snippet? There we go. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention the Star Wars thing, and I did. Uh, Star Trek? No, Star the Star Wars. Wars oh, we the, got on to Trek. And we got on to Trek because of that. Um, so if I had to say Abrams is not doing Star Trek 3. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who situation, there was this movie. Derek, did you see no, the movie? We, uh, is this just a snippet? Okay. <clears throat> I'm, not talking about the, the, I'm not talking about Day of the Doctor. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the... I've still not watched an adventure in space okay. time. Yet. It's, it's, you, it's ready to go. I've sir, not watched it. you need to watch it. I'm not, my eyes aren't ready for the tears, Steve. It's so good. It is so good. And it... I was spoiled on the end. Well, uh, uh, you're talking about where they showed pictures of the people and explained how, what happened to them the rest of their lives? No, not oh. that. Then I, he, 11 and 1. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really... That was a cool, fun moment that really, honestly, had no place in the rest of the movie. It doesn't it was, make sense. It doesn't. It was a great biopic, and it was a nice little touch, you know, just to kind of say you're last, but... You know, you're you're setting up a lasting legacy, but the the exploration of these people, and then when they sh- to me, what really amazed me is they showed pictures of the real people from the around the same time. These people looked like them. The people they had play these characters really yeah, looked like yeah, them. They did really well. But it was a, it was a really well produced movie that you know it was a great biopic about the or historical little bit of fiction about the uh, the making of the first season or the, really the first uh, series uh, with the first Doctor. Um, and and it goes right up into him having to transfer over to the other doctor to kind of change to you know to hand off the reins of that regenerate character. yeah to re- basically regenerate and um and you get to see the process and you get to see that you know this the the original I can't remember think of the actor's name um who played the first doctor but you see that this was someone who who found this role and genuinely enjoyed it and um and there's a great moment 
when he's kind of told that this is how they're going to keep the show going and, and you know that he's not going to be on it anymore um he's going over the lines with his wife and he says this he says i don't want to go i don't want to go and it's mm. yeah it's very much like uh, you know they they did a great job of pulling uh, mhm mhm mm. And in my mind, that's actual history and factual history. And they pulled that line from history for David Tennant to say when he regenerated uh, into Matt Smith. So, <laughs> Derek, you're making some weird noises over there. Oh, uh, man. Are you, <clears throat> I'm a strong man. Suck it back in there. Suck that tear back in there. So uh, you definitely need Can to watch it. Can we go it. off mic for a second? Sure, sure. Why would you do that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's such air? a good. It's a good movie. You need to watch it. Okay, but don't don't do that. I'll hold you when we watch it. Thank you. Okay. okay. <clears throat> sorry. So we're back. Um, <laughs> the it, it check it out. If you haven't seen it, you're a Doctor Who fan. You need to watch it, Derek. You need to take the time to watch it. I'm telling you, we'll it's, do. It's really good. It's really interesting more than anything else. Um, snippet. That's all I got. So is Day of the Doctor a snippet, or is it... Have you got any snippets? Uh... Whoopa! Um, uh, I just need an excuse to play that. That scared me. Um, How do you like the Sail Barge? What did the Muppets... The Sail Barge is awesome. Okay. It's the most fun Lego set I have ever put together. R2 has, has, has drinks on him. Does he really? He's yes. he got the the serving he's tray. He's got the bar. He's got someone, the serving tray. Someone either tweeted us. But I'm sorry, the Max Rebo minifigure is the coolest thing in the history of There's ever. a Max Rebo minifigure? At the drums, yeah. Uh, it's not drums. Well, the, you know what I mean. He plays a, like a keyboard, like a round yeah, piano thing. And it's a thing. He's at the thing. Oh, that's neat. That's cool. Does it open up like you have like a where you can see the yeah, inside? Yeah, it, it all opens up and the windows and the platforms open up. And now I've got to put it together with my desert skiff and my sarlacc pit. I haven't oh, done it yet. You can make a little diorama. I'm gonna. Um, someone tweeted us or or something. And they talked about you just jumping from one addiction to another, from huh. like posters to Legos. Well, we're getting some really nice Derek emails tonight, aren't we? We. I quit. They're worried. This person was worried about you. I don't know. It might have been Cohen. Might have been Michael Cohen. So who uh, over at the Quiver? Have they had their? Do you know if they've had their interview with Stephen? It hasn't happened yet. I'm looking forward to it. Have you watched tonight's Arrow yet with the Flash? Yes. Okay. How was? Have it? you? No, I haven't. I, my my CW feed screws up, so I'm kind of giving up Remember on I Arrow. Told you, CW online there. Yeah, CW online. I should watch that. Uh, um, it's it's a goodie. Is it? Is it really good? Yeah. I was glad I found out they were using it was Barry Allen. Yeah, they didn't pull any of the Smallville crap, or they made it be like not the real Flash, just Impulse. Yeah. So, um, he's no, Flash. The uh, speaking of DC superheroes, we can snip at this. Whoopa! Derek, you don't think that uh, the Superman Batman thing that we've been that's been if, sold if to us as the Man of Steel sequel? About, if this is what we're talking. Can I? Can we go off mic again? Yeah, before? sure. This is what we're talking about here. What are we talking about is the main thing. Because you didn't send me a Thor. Rundown. Thor 2. That's the main... Really? Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like Thor 2 is a snippet compared to this thing. Really? This is going to be like one or it's, two things? It's, it's fine. Really? This, okay. Derek, I feel like I mean, this is a bigger conversation. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's No, I want to talk. 
Thor, I do. And I feel like we need to talk Day of the Doctor, too. But well, we're going to do Day of the Doctor. We'll this do is Thor. a big deal. How about I, we'll do Thor and then do I, the Doctor? I, let's hug on it. Okay. Hug Bib it. up. Hug it out. Bib up. Um, <clears throat> snippet. Snip. Whoppa! Thank you. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman cast in the Superman sequel. I hear Henry Cavill might make a cameo in the film. <laughs> what are they doing now, Derek? Sources close. Sources close to the project. Tell me. Um. What are what are they? What is he doing? You uh, <clears throat> you sent, what are they doing? I mean, I look. You sent me this link to Variety. I don't know what they, I don't know what they were doing. Okay, so Variety announced today that this actress. Uh, Gail Gadot, yeah, yeah, something like that. I was Maybe. going to say Gal Gadot, but I haven't done my research. That can't that can't be right. Well, I've been making wagon Gadot references. Um, uh, Israeli actress Gail, let's call her Gal Gadot, uh, will be playing Wonder Woman in the uh, Batman versus Superman movie. Mm. Article goes on to say that Flash Flash will also be in the film. Well, it says that. Uh, if this if this for any other project, would we not be pumped as all get out? I mean, I guess if I don't know, I don't know how like pumped I am about this. I think I think it's just the guys. I think it's just the guys, and they're not doing a direct sequel now. That might mean Man is still not getting a sequel on it, but I think they're doing Justice League. I don't think it's Batman versus Superman. I think it's I think it's Justice League, and I hate that they're they're. They're rushing the gambit a little bit. So what? So know. what you're saying is is you're calling that this is Warner Brothers saying one thing and delivering going to deliver something completely different. I don't know. I mean, it could have turned into something else. I don't know. I do not believe this film is called Batman versus Superman. That's a working title. I get that. They need mm-hmm. to stop working with it. They need- <laughs> it's not working. Well, now I did hear. On an episode of Hollywood Babylon, Kevin Smith he did the uh, he did like the Yahoo Hangout or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. and he said that Snyder pulled him over the side and showed him a picture of Affleck in the suit. Yeah, and he said it's something that's never been done on screen before. Which leads me to believe it's probably going to be gray. Yeah, that'd be cool. It leads me to believe it's going to be more tightish. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think it'll be less armor, but I, I think it's gonna it'll be gray black contrast, whereas everything else has just been black mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from Keaton forward. Um, but you got Lex in here, you got Superman, you got Lois, Perry White. I'm going. Uh, uh, wow, you getting sleepy there, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, gonna have. I mean, that's thanks. Um, obviously, <laughs> since. <laughs> Since Wonder Woman's coming to play, you're going to have Cheetah. Um, yeah. Her, her arch nemesis. Joker will be in this movie. It's basically going to be mm-hmm. the Justice League versus the Injustice Gang, isn't it? And, you know, now they're saying Nightwing theme is in there because the theme is really important to the character. What theme? Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the world is waiting for you. You know, uh, here's, and here's the powers you possess. If you want to, if you yeah. want to do something, DC's not doing. Yeah. I mean, Marvel's not doing. Let's just go ahead and tie this into the to the network TV. 
Oh, so you're saying if you really want to blow mine, if you if you want to get ballsy and do what you what you're trying to do, let's go ahead and make Amel Green Arrow and let's use Grant Gustin as Flash. Wow. It, how about this? Let me let me one up that you way. On that. that way, they're not getting their own movies, but they have their own because Flash is going to have his own TV show. Well, let me one up you on that one. All right. If you really want to get gutsy, Dev up, tied into the the never aired JLA pilot from the nineties, uh, the CBS nineteen ninety six pilot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's not do that. Okay. Well, let's not. Let's let's take every copy of that. That's like the ET Atari game. Let's take every copy of that and put it in a hole. That that goes right up there with the Star Wars Holiday Special, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I do have that on DVD. I just feel like they're trying to throw too much at this movie. I, I feel like it's classic Warner Brothers trying to overcompensate when they see something going good for another studio or something. And it's like, I'm, it's it's the one thing that Warner I'm Brothers... I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried. I mean, it's not going to affect my life one way or the other. But it I just, will. I feel bad that I feel like the one thing that Warner Brothers should have always gotten right was superhero movies. I know Looney Tunes than superhero movies. Well, um, okay. Fair enough. Space Jam's was a good movie, yo. Space Jam was Michael a Jordan movie. was the bombs in Space, <laughs> in space Jam. George, Bill Murray was the bomb in Space Jam, yo. <laughs> Have you seen that ESPN 30 for 30 on Space Jam? No. They made a, they made a fake one. Oh, did they? Space Jam. You need to Google it. It's hilarious. Google it. Not right um, now. Oh, it's later. Much later. Um, I... If we can just stop referring to it as a Man of Steel sequel and stop calling it Batman versus Superman, I'm good with anything. I'm excited about Wonder Woman. I mean, I'm really I'm pumped about a big screen Wonder Woman. And Flash? Flash is my second after Superman. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Flash is my second well, in DC. In DC. I just I I'm just interested. I'm, you know, this has been interesting to follow this. It's something that I didn't see coming at all. I don't think anyone did. And, um, and now the more that I don't know, I'm, when you told me, when you text me tonight that this is going to be basically the Justice League, you kind of rattled my world a little bit because I can't, I, it's one of those things that I wish a studio would do. It's like, well, we've been telling you one thing, but ultimately what you're really going to get is this. Well, I mean, I think that. I mean, what else would you call it at this point? You've got four of them. Yeah, but is it? Are they just going to be cameos? Are they going to be substantial appearances? If they were just cameos, they would not be announcing casting for them. Would they not? I don't think so. I don't know. I think they'll do anything right now to try to build up stuff and 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 get the attention off of Affleck as Batman. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Well. That's fun. There's a new trailer for the Amazing Spider-Man coming out tomorrow that'll take all the attention. Oh, there off sure this. is, isn't there? And have you seen the picture of the? Hold yeah, on. I can't wait for Spider-Man three to come out. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's kind of what 3. it is, isn't it? It looks like Steve. Um, it looks like a train wreck, dude. They've got the Rhino. They've got Electro, and then this big poster that was up at some convention you could see a teeny tiny green goblin in well, there well today the official version the high res version came out and it's and it's the green goblin yeah but it's 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 harry it's not norman so it's not chris cooper how is that how? Steve, it looks like a train wreck of a movie and what is rhino it it looks like he's in a mechanical thing do you know like rhino from the comics 
a little. I remember it more for the cartoon than I do the comics. Rhino, Rhino was basically just a your common everyday thug. He was given a suit that looks like a rhino that he was never able to get out of once he got in it. Yeah. And but he was super strong. He ran through things. It was always fun to see him Thanks in the book the fight. Really difficult. It does. It does. Um, Spider Man made a lot of jokes about that. By the way, um, it was always fun to see Spidey kind of go out. You know, go at it with him. But it was always really fun to see the Hulk and Rhino have fights because you know the, Rhino was one of the few people that could stand kind of toe to toe with the Hulk. Never one of the smartest tools in the shed. To have Paul Giamatti play him is really weird to me, but whatever they're doing Paul with him, Giamatti. okay. I mean, you say that like, like it's a cuss word. I was talking about Jamie Foxx as a life track. Sure, sure. I say what like it's a cuss word? Paul Giamatti. You're what like, did I say? Like, you're like, Paul, oh, you're you're like just... Paul Giamatti. <laughs> uh, Bob Saget. <laughs> um. Where was I going with that? I was excited about Jamie Foxx's Electro mm-hmm. when that hit, but now, but now it's just like, oh my gosh, it's Spider-Man Three all over again. It does seem like it could end up being that, but at least they got there quickly. The poster looked like Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm. It really kind of did, didn't it? Huh. Well, we'll maybe see when the trailer hits tomorrow. Yeah, but... maybe maybe they'll surpass our expectations. No, probably not. Okay. Well, there you go. Why? What do you think? Do you think they'll roll out trailers again that just kind of tell us the whole story? Like they did with the first one? Well, please do so I don't have to pay money for it. Well, let me go back and explain. I really enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man. I love the first one. I thought it was great. I love it um, as much as I love the original one, mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah, me too. And that's the thing. And, and so I really hope they, they don't mess it up. I really hope that they surprise us with something really cool. Or wait, no. I like Spider-Man 2 better than Spider-Man 1. So I like it as much as I did Spider-Man 2. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, it was like, and then the tagline for the poster was like, his his greatest battle. And I'm like, well, yeah. He's only had one so far. He just did the one, and yeah. now there's three of them. So uh, I, I guess we're knocking, we're knocking that out in the second one. And if that's really Harry Osborn, I'm not a fan of Harry being the Green Goblin before it's Norman. Harry. It is Harry. I'm not that a fan of that at all. Today. Not a fan of that at all because Norman Osborn is a Green Goblin. To have Glenn, to have Gwen Stacy in this series, I don't know. Maybe I'm, he's maybe he's just Hobgoblin. Maybe they don't do Green Goblin. Maybe he's just Hobgoblin. You can't have Hobgoblin without the Green Goblin. Well, says you. You shouldn't be able to have that Rhino suit. But looky there. Well, okay. Point. Point. Russell. <laughs> that thing looks like a train wreck. I'm it sorry. Does. It does. It does. Well, like I could find no definition on the post on the poster of where it began and where it ended, other than it looked like it had laser guided siding on it. Well, let's let's move on to happier topics of conversation, um, and let's talk about Derek the Day of the Doctor. I was expecting a TARDIS noise. I don't have a TARDIS noise to make. That's not right. Yeah, it's. (laughs) Steve's dying. Let's do our best artist impression. You know that that wheezing, groaning sound? I can't do a TARDIS. Doctor, you know that that wheezing, groaning sound that Steve makes? That, That sound brings hope to people everywhere. Why does it bring hope to people? Because that's what she says. That's what Bad Wolf says. I know that's what she says, yeah. Um, 
what'd you think, Derek? The Day of the Doctor, the 50th anniversary special uh, featuring David Tennant, Matt Smith, um, John Hurt, John Hurt, Billy Piper. Billy Piper was in that movie. Jenna Louise Coleman. Uh, and a brief appearance by Papaldi. What's his name? Uh-huh, him. The new guy. The 12th. The 13th. The 13th. Mm-hmm. But really the 12th. Mm. Uh, but he's not, though. That's the thing. Ah, uh, but see, Moffat came back and said they were sticking to the numbering. So where does that put John Hurt in this whole thing? He's nobody. He was the doctor. He was not the doctor. What he did, he did in the name of peace. Never cruel or cowardly. Never. I loved it. I, they 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 did a. Um, I I wish every episode could be like that. They, what I really like that they did. Just spoiler alert, everybody, is they undid everything without undoing everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you go back to the the final episodes with Tennant when. The master was going to bring in, bring back Gallifrey. Yeah, um, you got the sense that they the were end time, of time. Yeah, you got the sense that they were time locked. The, the the whole thing was he was bringing them out of a time bubble, and that's what happens in this episode. They put them in that bubble. They they put them in that thing, and and rather than burn Gallifrey and destroy it, and so to me it's like, well, they did undo everything, but they didn't, and you begin to understand. Why you know it's just it it was a great way that they that they've done since I've been watching Doctor Who is they take these small little things that have come in the past and they and they make them a big deal such as Matt Smith kind of his his version of the Doctor always kind of having some questions and you know trying to figure out what his stuff is all about and, and it's because he was on the cusp of meeting these guys and and undoing everything and fixing everything to a more likable situation. Have you gotten to watch the um the documentary the the Fiveish Doctors reboot? No. Steve, make sure tomorrow that you watch this. I'm sure it's still on BBC's website, but it's on YouTube if not. Is this the one with like Peter Davidson and Mhm. Mhm. and Egon? Uh, he looks Egon? like the that one doctor looks like Sylvester? Egon to me. No. The one with the uh the scarf. Is that Tom somebody? Tom Baker? Yeah. Is he the Looks one like that had Egon? the scarf? I don't know. He just The one that was in the, the Yeah, the, the one at the end, yeah. Yeah, that's the Tom curator. Baker. He always just kinda reminds me of Egon, his younger self does. I don't know why. Okay. I think it's the nose. Well, um, so it's it's um it's those guys talking about being in the it's, 50th it's, anniversary, well, He's right? not in it, though. It's Peter Davison, Colin Baker, uh, Sylvester McCoy, and then Paul McGann makes a brief appearance, uh, as does John Barrowman. Oh, nice. And I don't really want to, I really want to reveal. The, <laughs> they, they did a really good job. It was written and directed by um, by um, Peter Davison, who is Tennant's father-in-law, mm-hmm. you know. But it's basically the three of them... Um, Doctors five, six, and seven, trying to figure out how they're going to be in the fiftieth anniversary <clears throat> episode. So it covers like a year span of them like waiting by the phone, nice to be called, and they're never called. They're, they keep calling Stephen Moffat, and they're like, you know, I just want to make sure you've got my phone number. I want to make sure you know. 
I've got some great ideas on how you can include me in. Uh, and so then, like, um, Sylvester McCoy's in The Hobbit. So it's actually the, the crew, they follow him to New Zealand mm-hmm. filming The Hobbit. And, like, he's there with Peter Jackson and, and, and everybody, and he's waiting on a phone call. He's like, nah, at any point, I may have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just be ready. <laughs> so they end up, it's it's about 40 minutes long, or maybe 35, but they end up hatching this plan that they're going to break into BB, the BBC and sneak on the set. I'm sorry, they fanboys it up? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, um, but they run into John Berriman, and uh, they see him on the street out there outside the BBC picketing. And he's, Berriman comes walking out of do what? He's picketing? No, the three of them are picketing oh, outside okay. the BBC. They're like, you know, what, you know, original doctors or no doctor, you know, they, they want to be in it. And uh, Berriman comes out, and he's getting in the car, and they see him, and they're all running to him, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> And he's trying to cover up his car, and uh, and uh, they're like, "Can you can you give us a ride? We really need a ride. We need to go to the, the other BBC office." And he's like, I, "I can't. I've already I've got people in the car." And 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 they're like, "Come on, just really, you got to take us. You got to get us there." And uh, they peer over to lean in to see who's in the car, and they're like, "Oh, oh God, John, we didn't we didn't know." I'm. So, we won't tell anybody. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. You know, Bearman's gay. Mm-hmm. Right. They turn around and walk off, and they, the camera turns into the car, and he's got a wife and kids in the car. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, we got to go now. I laughed for 20 minutes. That's that part. It was so funny. Um, but he ends up dumping the family out of the car and taking the doctors to the BBC office. Nice. <laughs> But it's just basically how the three of them break onto the set. And uh, he, you know, Davison keeps calling his daughter and making Tenet do things. So they, like, leave a door unlocked so they can get in. Nice. And I mean, they're all in it. Matt Smith's in it and, and Tenet's in it and Moffat's in it. And Tenet's like, it's like, if it, okay, if I do this one more thing, we're never doing anything for him ever again. <laughs> But, like, he's there filming the 50th anniversary thing, and his wife's in the hospital having a baby. Like, at the same time, wow. he's on the phone having the baby. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I can't be there. I got to do the 50th anniversary. Um, but it's a great, you need to watch it. It's really funny, and it shows. And I, I'm I'm convinced that they did this. It There's a scene from the 50th in the documentary, mm-hmm. and it shows you how the three of them made it into the 50th anniversary made it into the Day of the Doctor episode. Right. And I'm almost 100% certain that they actually, that it was real and that they're actually in that episode. Where at would they be in the episode? I don't want to spoil it for you if you're going to watch okay. it because it's, it's a right. pretty good reveal. It's the very last thing okay. during the credits. Because you don't, they they break in and they successfully do it. Because at one point they're, they're Daleks. They're in the oh, Dalek nice, scene driving around. Nice. And then Moffat comes in and then the editing bay and he's like, let's cut the Dalek scene. He's like, I don't want him in there. So that, so that, you make, that makes you think that they didn't end up making it. Um, I'll tell you. It, it, I, I ruined it for everybody. Um, so they're like, they they came all this way. And then five minutes later, he's like, wait, don't, I don't, you know, it's just one scene. Let's cut it. I don't really want him in there. And they hear they're walking through the set and they hear Matt Smith coming and they go and they hide and they go grab these sheets and hide underneath them and they end up being the Saigons. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's awesome. And I'm pretty sure that it is actually awesome. happened like that. That's good. That's good. It is hilarious. Um, it was it was so much fun to watch. What uh what do you think overall? I mean, obviously you liked it. You you were really taken by all twelve, no all thirteen. I wasn't everybody like the best scene of the whole episode? Um, no, not to me. Which I don't, I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I really, there was a moment where I just had tears and that, and it's when they showed up. It's when they were doing the, you know, never cowardly. Oh, never, when the two, talk, when he, she did the whole, that noise comes, that yeah, sound. Hope. Yeah, and then, hope and then, and then the two TARDISes show up. Yes. And then they start having their conversation about how they're going to fix things and, yeah. and how they, and I'm like, oh, and I just, that's when I love the doctors when he figures it out. Yeah. You know, every time and from and that's what sold me on Doctor Who back in the Eccleston days when um, in in the episodes with the Are You My Mommy at, yeah. the, at the end when he just gets so excited and he's like, just give me this one day. And he's so yeah. excited that everyone gets to live. And so it was just that's that moment just caught me bigger than just about anything else. Um, I. Uh, I. I. I would have liked more. I would have loved for it to have been a full two hours. Um, because I yeah, wanted, to spend, I wanted to, to spend more time with the John Hurt doctor. I loved him. Because once he got out of the war and he started being the doctor, he was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I love the little things they did with time. Like, I'm going to start programming my my screwdriver now. Mm-hmm. And so that it'll work out the calculations by the time you get and then and then Claire same just, software a different case yes and then Claire just walks in she's like it was unlocked <laughs> why didn't you just open yeah, the of door? course it was <laughs> um so that, that kinda, was a good bit because it came back around at the end yes, with all the Tardis yes. doing all the calculations mm-hmm. for freezing Gallifrey yep and um, uh, they they used a little footage from Christopher Eccleston in there used everybody yeah yeah um. And it was just, I, I just really dug it. I really dug it. Now, when John Hurt goes to regenerate, was he regenerating Chris? Chris they Eccleston used doctor? Eccleston's eyes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, Which was cool. Yes, I thought it was very cool. I, there was so much good about it. Like I say, I wish it had been two hours, and I wish we could spend more time with the John Hurt doctor. Because that's, that's and, and it gives me... My whole thing... Well, you know there's stories there, because he'd obviously been that way for a while. Because did you watch The Night of the Doctor? No. What is the night of the doctor? You didn't watch the episode that came out the day before? No. Oh, Steve, you missed so much. What? There was an episode? What? It's like a 15-minute little mini-episode. No. Oh, my God. So, it starts out, so the ship is crashing into a planet, and um, the TARDIS shows up in tow behind it, and you think it's going to be Matt Smith, and the doors open the TARDIS, and, and... the com- the system computer or whatever in the ship saying I need a doctor, and uh, or you need you need a doctor telling the one woman pilot she needs a doctor and she's like I don't need a doctor it's like you need a doctor and all of a sudden you hear I'm a doctor and the camera spins around and it's Paul McGann, oh wow and it's and it says probably not the one you were expecting and then it does the whole you know intro vortex thing and it cuts back into it and um so you know he's like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save you. And they run off to the back of the ship, and he's like, "I've got my my ship here." And she sees it's a TARDIS, and she's like, "You're," and she slaps him. She's like, "You're a Time Lord. I'm not going anywhere with you. You're the reason the universe is falling apart. You and the Daleks and this Time War and everything." And they end up crashing on the planet. 
and lot a lot a lot. Anyway, he ends up regenerating into John Hurt. Oh, but he, it's a young John Hurt. Really? Like they used footage of him from the seventies to do it with. That's cool. So you actually see McGann turn to Hurt, and then you see turn, Hurt turn to Eccleston. But wasn't there one between them? No, because it it should have gone McGann to Eccleston, but then they added in Hurt. Is McGann the one from the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's eight. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. I did not see. I you miss all this that. stuff. You need to watch. Yeah, that. It, I miss. If all they this had stuff. if they had made it two hours, that should have been the opening scene of of Day of the Doctor because it was so cool. Well, the whole thing was cool. I, you know, I would have loved to see. And the only thing, the only other thing that I really missed from it was I was really hoping Timothy Dalton would show up in his Why? role. Because he was in his as the Lord of Gallifrey or whatever he was from nah, the end of time. I didn't. Don't you hate on Timothy Dalton? You like Timothy Dalton. I do like Timothy Dalton. I, I hated. There's certain parts of End of Time that I really don't like. You didn't like him as a Time Lord? Uh, I just didn't like the whole... Can I just say he's gotten better looking with age? He has. Yeah. Yeah. He's I'm aged gonna go well. Watch, I'm going to go watch Hot Fuzz now. Is he in Hot Fuzz? He's the bad guy. I've never seen Hot Fuzz. How have you never seen Hot Fuzz? I've never seen Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, or that other one. Steve! I'm just saying. Steven. I can't help it. Off mic? Okay, what's up? Get your crap together and watch those three movies. I, when do I have time to sit and watch three movies? Would they do it all in one sitting? Just break it up. You gotta watch them in order. Do Which it. Which ones? Which ones comes first? You watch Shaun of the Dead. Okay. And then you watch Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And then you watch The World's End. Okay, I'll do it. Oh, okay, bye. All right. Um. So I, <clears throat> how'd you feel about them using Billy Piper as not Rose Tyler? Um. I didn't know that going into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't find out till we were in the episode. Right. But I did love that it, it, that it opened with the original intro. Yes, that was cool. Um, and the unit was a big part of it and everything. Um, I'm not, I didn't dislike the whole Billy Piper aspect. Mm-hmm. I guess in a perfect world, I would have rather had her had been Rose, but right. I know I I realize I see why they didn't do it because continuity syncs up so well with what they did. Because mm-hmm. if you watch the beginning of the end of time, he walk he walks out of the TARDIS and says that he was just with Elizabeth the first. Oh yeah, and so you know she's already gone by that point. Mm-hmm. So this happens just before, and then and then it goes back even further continuity wise, doing really well because there's an episode with Tennant where they where they meet Elizabeth the first, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh oh Elizabeth the first, and she's much older, and she's like the Doctor, my my arch nemesis, off with his head. And he's like, what did I do? Oh yeah yeah, and you never find out, and that's what they he never came back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, well, and they do little things like that throughout. Yeah, well, even the stuff with unit, you know, to because unit is something that's kind of it hasn't been left out of continuity since Eggleston came around. You know, there was a little bit more of it through the tenant years and everything, but it but unit was a big deal apparently back in like the seventies and eighties. With that doctor, yeah, those doctors, and so so to have them involved in this. Um, 
there's just still one thing missing to me that they've never brought back around that I just wish they would. And that is the whole, hey, do- no, no, no. The whole doctor's daughter from that yeah. one episode. Yeah. Um, was her name Jenny? Yeah. Where she ends up regenerating at the end and flies off. I'd love for him to bump back into her at some point. And, um, and kind of get that loose end wrapped up. But I was glad there was no River Song, by the way. Oh, no. We were, we're so done with River Song. Please don't ever go back to River Song. I've been done with her for a while. Um, I was... I was glad they didn't try to shoehorn in, like, Amy and Rory and all this. You know, as, as much as I would have loved to have seen them. No, you know, it would have been too much. Did you see, um, have you seen the How It Should Have Ended the Superhero Cafe with Doctor Who? Yes, I did see that. You should have saved Damien Rory. I'm Batman. I would have gone back and got them because I'm Batman. Um, so, I, dude, I loved it, and, and I've watched it a couple of times. I've watched it several times. They, they did a great job yeah, with it. I thought they did a spectacular job. And, it, and that's the thing, but is the, I felt the, like it was reveal, celebrated well. The reveal of the new Doctor was pretty good. Yeah, definitely. you got to admit. Oh, sure, sure. And I like the end where he stepped out onto the surface with all the rest of them. Oh, that was great. It was a cool moment. You know? Well, and the, Tom, the whole Tom Baker thing was great. Yes, the curator. Yeah. Yes. And you could just see that he really and the, and I saw I got to see like I did get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff where they like talked about some old stuff. And Tom Baker, like to watch his older ones, he is always kind of freaky to me mm-hmm. because a he does remind me of Egon for some weird reason. Maybe it's the long face and nose. I don't know, but his deep voice and he always seemed kind of really intense in the one or two episodes I've seen with him. But they showed some clips where he was actually kind of funny and good and. And as he was talking about it, as much as any of the other ones, if not a little bit more, he just had so much fondness for the character, it seemed. Yeah. And and so much fondness for having played it. And so to bring him back, there's a curator. And really, the future Doctor? I mean, is that what we're led it's, to believe, that he would revisit these old faces? And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is a great, uh, I think, a great way to use the medium. Mm-hmm. To, to say that that's what happens, that he reuses some old embodiments. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, are you looking for, is it Papaldi? Is his last name Papaldi? Capaldi. Capaldi. Who is Papaldi? Where am I getting Papaldi from? That's that French bear cartoon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Capaldi. Is it Nick? Peter. Cap- just, Peter. just call him Peter. Okay. The new doctor. Are you looking yeah. forward to that? Do you? How do you I think it's going to work out? That. I'm, I'm looking very forward to that. A lot. Of, I've got Hopefully some. I, a long time before we get there, but yeah, I've got some little friends that aren't too excited about it because he's going to be older and and they really dig the younger doctor aspect and they think they may not watch it after Matt Smith's gone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give it a give it a chance. I told him. I told I, him give I, it a chance. It was pinky. I dig the whole looking for Gallifrey thing now. Is that going to be the through line? I think so. How do you feel? I don't know. I've always kind of liked Gallifrey not being there, though. I I was hoping they just kind but of... But now it go. exists. It always existed, though, didn't it? Eh, just in that eh. time bubble, just in that time stasis bubble. It's, yeah, it's not blown up now. Yeah, I didn't think it was blown up in the first place. It depends on the time. I've got to go back and rewatch the end of time. I just don't like the end of the time that much. Is that the because it makes you cry? Uh, the end, the knocking. Mm-hmm. When the oh, knocking starts. Gosh. You just had man. to do it, Wilfred. Oh, God. 
Oh, mm. David Tennant. And then he Ladies goes and says goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And then the Oods sing him to sleep. And then he sees Rose. You're going to have a great year. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about Thor. Well, we, I'm, we don't have time to talk about Thor at all. I mean, there is a tie-in there with Christopher Eccleston, but let's be honest, they didn't really need Christopher Eccleston for that role. The makeup was so thick, they could have put anybody in there. But he had the voice. He did have that voice. Oh, my Lanta. He does have that voice. Um, I'll give, I, and I, you know, I go, I go long periods of time and forget about him being clawed. On Heroes. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And then I remember, and I'm like, I really should go back and watch those, but then I I get through the opening credits, and I have a panic attack, and I don't do that again. Of Heroes? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a good history with that show. I, I want to say two quick things about Thor before we wrap up. I, I want to talk to you more in depth about it, because I freaking enjoyed it. I loved, loved the it. heck out loved of Thor it, in the Dark it. World. It was so much fun. Um, Did it? Did it catch your attention that there's no Disney or Paramount logo to start the movie out? They go straight in this new Marvel logo situation? I guess it didn't. Well, there's no Disney or Paramount logo. It goes straight in the I mean, now that you mention it, I remember it going straight into the 3D logo, but you're right, no Disney. I love that, and I love the... It's called on the soundtrack the Marvel Fanfare. Yes, I have that. It's great. I um, love the new 3D logo. Yes, I love the logo, but I love the concept that Disney is saying... You're your own studio. We'll stick our name at the end of the credits. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they kind of do the same thing with Lucasfilm. And it's still going to be missing that 20th Century Fox. I think Fox. we will be missing that 20th Century Fox thing, but if they if they let John Williams score a Lucasfilm logo theme, a Lucasfilm fanfare... Ooh, that's good, Stephen. Yeah. I mean, the thing... I. Rebel Force Radio puts out a great new podcast called Oxygen, the Oxygen of Star Wars. It's all about the music of Star Wars. It's Jimmy Mack, and um, oh my gosh, I can't remember who he sits down with to talk. But they walk through right now in the first episode. They walk through some of the tracks from the original Star Wars soundtrack, and they showed where the the inspiration was pulled from. And yeah. what you see is that George Lucas was giving John Williams specific direction: is I want this to sound like the flip side of uh, this particular composer's piece. I yeah, want this to sound yeah. like Wagner. I want this to sound like Holtz, you know. And so Williams didn't lift music exactly from those people, but he got it the same vein. So if they say, hey, John, we can't have the 20th Century Fox fanfare, but we need something that's going to evoke that same idea so that people don't feel too far when they come into this john williams can do that mess yeah yeah and uh and so so if maybe this film ever happens if this film ever happens so maybe it's some i love the marble the marble thing the other thing i want to talk about is is just how much of a sucker i am for moments like the very end spoiler of thor the dark world when it seems that um uh oh my gosh why can't i th- malekith has won the day yeah, and and he's and he's doing this whole darkness thing, and Thor shows back up after he gets off the train, and he goes up to uh, Eric and Jane, and 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 they have those magnetic resonance things, and he's like gravity yeah. things, and he's like, "Will these stop him?" They're like, "Yeah, but we can't get to him," and he says, "I can," and yeah. as he starts to just plow through that dark storm, and the and the music is swelling up, 
and he's just and he's chunking one at a time and then you see his hand go down behind him because the hammer's been gone meow meow has been gone yeah, man. You know, for minutes from him trying to find him through all these different gravity wells and everything. And he just he's got his hand out calling it to him and and then he leaps up and at just the right time it hit it's just such an incredible moment. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. And I'm tired so of the good. snarky comments. Someone tweeted, said, well, How do you feel about the fact that Iron Man three was just the Incredibles, which they stole from the how it should have ended, and Thor is just basically a rehash of Hercules? I don't remember the Hercules movie that much, but I dang sure don't remember. Um, I don't remember Hercules' mama getting killed. Did that happen? Oh, I wept. It was tough, and that funeral scene was so powerful. Oh God, that this movie was so good. It was a great movie. It only enhanced my love of the first one, which I love the first yeah. one. Yeah, well, and the stuff with Loki, but it was. So the, the final thing with him. I was reading that they had a big argument on what was going to be the final shot of the movie. And originally it was the after credit scene of him showing back up and them running into each other's arms like as soon as he touches down. Right. And them grabbing each other and kissing each other. And they wanted that to be the last thing. And the studio wanted Loki to be the last thing. They went back and forth and back and forth. They ended up making that attack. But, oh, my God, that reveal. And I I knew it. I... Uh-oh. Of, of Loki at the end. Yes. Um, but I, I called it. And I was I was mad at myself for calling it because when the guy goes to the dark world and comes back and tells Odin he's found a body, but he, he does the whole, he you know, kind of holograms in. Yeah, thing. yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's Loki. Right. Of course it was. I knew that, but... Yeah, what? but I got so mad at myself for... Calling it was Loki because I would have loved that that reveal so much more if I had not known that. Loki oh, the was reveal alive. still the reveal still shocked me. It did not shock me. I did not. I, I did not think. I did not think that he would have gotten to Odin so easily. I would have thought that Loki would have just kind of camped out, disguised as a foot soldier for a while, you know. But uh, oh, what it sets up an incredible third act for. Thor. I love the plan they hatched with cutting off the hand. Yes, and I, I loved all that. Um, Everything was really good in it. Mm-hmm. It, um, it just it really was. And Eric, the whole Eric storyline was a little weird. Well, yeah, especially the only the only thing is, especially when you consider that Hawkeye had that whole mess going on too. Yeah, and you and, try having and, God inside your head. Yeah, and so he didn't go nuts. Yeah, but I don't think it's so much that he went. Maybe Eric Selvig was already a little kooky. Yeah, and uh, and that just kind of, you know, push it off. But when he throws that medicine away, he's like, it's so refreshing to find out the world's crazier than you are. Yeah, you know, it's like, what was the Stan Lee cameo in Iron Man three? The Stan, I don't remember. I don't either. I was I was thinking of the Thor one, and I remember. Can I have that. my shoe back? Can I have my shoe back. It's a good moment. It was, a good, and I love when he's in the apartment and he's like sitting there and he stands up and he's got no pants on. Mm-hmm. And they and he goes and he hugs Thor and everything and he's like, he's like, is Loki here? And he's like, Loki's dead. He's like, oh, thank God, thank God. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but but then when they get all serious about, it, he's like, I better put on some I better pants. Put on some pants. Oh, um, but I, I I cracked up when Thor comes in and hangs the hammer on the yes. on the key ring. Yes. Um, 
There were so many good moments in of it. Of course, the Captain America cameo, sort of Captain America, but the Chris Evans cameo. So tight. I can feel the righteousness surging. It's just surging. Yes, it was. And, and I love the fact that Brian Tyler used the Alan Silvestri theme. Yes, yes. And, and brought it up in there. Uh, and have a rousing discussion about truth, justice. God bless America. <laughs> I, I love the moment. moment where like he's going past every single one of like Thor says, if you betray me, I will kill you. And Sif tells him, if you betray him, yeah. I will kill you. And then he gets to uh, the third one. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to the big guy. He's like, if you kill him, I know if you betray, if you betray him, I, you'll kill me. Apparently you'll have to get in line. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so what good. do you think about Zachary Levi? That's the other thing. Zachary Levi deserves an Oscar. <laughs> because I I I had to strain to see Chuck in that you know to see Zachary Levi as I knew him in that character. There was one there was like one moment where he kind of gave a smile, but the rest of the time it was just like on the boat. I don't even think it was that. I think it was like in the it is in the slow motion walking out of the big celebration thing earlier than that. But when he's like for Asgard and just jumps off was great. I thought he was amazing. And, um, and, and he blew, he blew me away. Just anytime that someone can disappear, you know, almost Gary Oldman, like, um, it it just, I'm impressed by Mm -hmm. that. I'm impressed by what they did with him and, and, and what he did in the movie. I I was just so good. Did you watch it in 3d? No. uh -uh. So you, so you didn't see the, um, the captain America scene, the, Captain America sneak preview? No, they gave a sneak preview at the 3D stuff? Uh, in the, at the 3D Thor, which is the only Thor I, I was able to see. It was the only time showing that I could see it. I was the only person in the theater. But there was a, like a seven-minute Captain no. America sneak preview. Yes. Um, it's the entire elevator scene where he kicks everybody's butt oh. from the trailer. And then they had a recut trailer that plays afterwards. But it's yeah, it's it starts off with him on the elevator lift, and one guy gets on, and then a couple of other guys get on, and they make another stop, and a couple of other guys get on, and um, he starts realizing something's wrong, and then he does the whole like it's a pretty funny scene because right. you're watching him, and he's he's trying to listen to conversations, and he's seeing the guys, a couple of the guys are sweating. And he's seeing a few of them are fidgety. He's watching everybody, and and uh, a couple more guys get on, and the door's shut. And then he does the whole before we get started. Does anybody want to get off? And then it just falls to the wall. Oh. I mean, he takes every single one of them down and flips the shield up. And uh, it's but it's the entire scene. And then it goes into the trailer, and they recut it a little bit to not show the same footage over again. With then it had a lot more uh, footage, which also they revealed. At the end of it, he pulls the fabric down, and it shows that it's Sebastian Shaw. Um, <laughs> what? Sebastian Shaw? Not you, Sebastian. Shaw, you mean but... Anakin Skywalker from the original cut of Return of the Jedi? What is the guy's name? Sebastian. Uh... I don't know, but with the with the cloth up, he looks a lot like um, Tim Riggins. I could see that. I did not mean Sebastian Shaw. I don't know why I said that. No, it totally is Sebastian Shaw. He's blue and glowy. Um, but yeah, there's the reveal at the end that it's, oh, wow. that it's, that it's, I hate that. 
I thought it was pretty cool. Well, no, I just hate. I wish they wouldn't reveal that, and I hope that we haven't ruined anyone's in, entertainment and enjoyment by doing well, we so could, here. We could cut this out. I'll just bleep out. How about that? Okay. I'll just bleep out. They reveal that it's beep. You just said again. You have to bleep. Oh, that I have out. to bleep you just that have out. To bleep too. that out. Yeah. Too. There's a lot of bleeping going on around here. <laughs> Bib up. Bib up, sucker. You want to edit? You go right ahead and do it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> watched it <laughs> oh, so is Herschel alright uh, oh man well, so is the governor oh yeah well, so what? is Brian Griffin oh mm. oh, don't get me started on that mm. that made me so sad uh, I didn't see it I was kind of surprised that you it got was, run over by a car that's it what I awful. hear it's just classic dog death so uh, you're a monster. I know it's terrible. It's a cartoon. Um, it's late. So, mm. hey, 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 oh, hey! We're not supposed to do that anymore. Um, up. Before we go, I'm mm. not gonna. I'm not gonna break down into a conversation about this with you. I have been rewatching yet again the James Bond movies. I'm up to. Um, I'm about to be into the Roger Moore, the Live and Let Die, the Dark Times. Whatever, man. Florida they're all Empire. good. Dude, they're all good. Uh, like, they are coming close to moving Rocky out of second place. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have just been digging, digging, digging on these things. And I got to tell you, I am leaning more and more toward you to own Her Majesty's Secret Service being my favorite. Is that not such a great movie? It is movie? a good, good, good movie. It's just such a great movie. It was such. It was a return in that moment back to more of the Doctor No kind of feel yeah. of things. Yeah. And, well, uh, um, did you hear that? Um, the after years of litigation, <gasps> they finally settled, and Blowfield and Spectre are up for grabs again. Yes. Oh my gosh! Please. So we could see Daniel Craig going. Oh, that Blowfield is. Oh. In the next movie. Don't you threaten me with a good time, Derek Russell. I've threatened you with a good time, Steve. Oh, Bonson. my Lanta. Do you know how badly I want to see that? And I want to see a good resolution to the Blofeld stuff, not some nameless guy in a wheelchair being dropped into a uh, into a smokestack a la Nuclear Man in Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> that time it was personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do um. you realize how amazing in the know, 21st century Spectre and Blofeld could be? I know. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Oh, don't. I'm, they're up. My hopes, way up. Bib up. Way up. My hopes, hopes have up. bibbed up, goozled up, and everything else. So, Well, hey, <clears throat> should we should we plug our Christmas plans a little? No, because I, if they fall through, I don't want it to be a We're tip. still doing it, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to have a Christmas we're gonna special. We're going to have a real Christmas show. We're going to have a real Christmas show, so coming out soon we've got hopefully some special guests lined up for it we're working on um and if not it'll still just be steve and me with a crackling fire and if it's not if we don't get the special guests we're after there are a few people we could bring on that i think could be fun so but the people who they'd always be silver medals (laughs) that's right well they don't have to know that though oh so um What if I go through and really beep out every? I really instance? hope you do. Oh, what a dead. what a good. So is Herschel. Um, 
Well, let's wrap up bye-bye, Derek. Uh, wrap up bye-bye. <laughs> wrap up bye-bye, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. You can email us. The email is geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. We're over on the Twitter, twitter.com slash geekoutloud, facebook.com slash geekoutloud. Check out the Geek Out Loud page. You'll see where Wu S. Kim is consistently making sure that all the news that is geek news gets posted there. And uh, I, I haven't seen where he was up on the Wonder Woman thing yet, so he might want to get on the ball there. But uh, at the time of recording, I haven't anyway. Um, but thanks, Wu, for all you do over there at the Facebook page. We are a proud member of the Shot Glass Digital Network, along with such uh, other podcasts as Know What I'm Saying, Techno Retro Dads, The Bondcast, and, of course, Rebel Force Radio. And we're glad, we're glad to be a part of Shot Glass Digital Radio. Go over there and check out all the great programming they have there. Uh, until next time, I'm Steve. I can't wait to beep that out. Bib up, everybody. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. really quick to, to know when to start talking for the and then how long I have to the duration oh, of time oh, I have to thing. talk before I go oh. this is the Geek Out Loud podcast I got you, I, got you. Okay. I don't know if I could hit those keys correctly alright well I might um, good I don't I never feel like I can I on the when I'm doing it live so you want to do this on this episode of Geek Out Loud we have gotten fatter we and that, that's the other thing we got to bring up I'm out 35 bucks <laughs> If I could not eat tomorrow and Friday, maybe. I've got to do more than that. I've got to go have freaking surgery. Uh, could you just take out four percent uh, of my body weight, please? So you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's some opportunity. The problem is, is it's like I'm going to spend way more than thirty-five unless I can find some back alley uh, liposurgeon to do. <laughs> On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we didn't lose any weight. We saw Thor. We. Still hate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Let's not use the word hate. We still strongly dislike Agents there of you S.H.I.E.L.D. There you go. There you go. Derek went behind Steve's back and bought a cell barge. This, like, <laughs> this is the Geek Out Loud podcast. Cue the music. <laughs> so do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Well, let, me, let me work up doing it. I've never done it before in okay. all these years. I've never done one. So I'd have to... I got to... I gotta think for a second. Where's a pen? Where's the? Give me someone. Give me a pen. Rod, you're I mean, on the air. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have been recording for about a minute and a half. <laughs> so I have to do it at the end, or or what? Just go ahead and do it now.
but without the music, I don't. I, then I won't know. It, like I won't know if I'm hitting the point. It's, the, the the notes. It's the, it's fine because I I usually do it that way anyway. It, it's it's generally you got about five seconds. On the that's not that seems either extremely too long or too short. <clears throat> Look, you want to time it? Hang on, I'm writing. Wait a minute, let me hold on. Let me start it. There we go. I am. And you want to start around now. (laughs) Right about now. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I was way off, though. It's more than five seconds. Hold on. I'm I'm, I'm crafting the perfect intro. Okay. He's going to say, in the great halls of the Justice League. You got about five seconds. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> it's a glorious two and a half hours now. You've got 90 seconds. Play it one time. Let me try this. Okay. <clears throat> this, is, this is a practice run. Practice. practice run. Here we go. I'm going off mic. I believe in you. I believe in Harvey Dent. I'm kind of breathing usually during this point, getting ready for it. Not, not that loud. Pitch. I got it. I mean, like, other than being underwater just then, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> other than not being able to understand a single word you said. <laughs> well, I want your laughing to be genuine. So. Other- 